Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. And we had Julian Edelman here uh, watching practice today. I wonder if they're asking his opinion. While you're here, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, Julian hey, said to the rookies, you're too young. You're too young. <laughs> you know, the last few practices, me and Evan have watched up top. Paul's been down below with the know-it-alls. You know, look, I was critical of Mac on Tuesday because, unlike some of my colleagues, I have a pretty high standard. It was about 1020 that he, that he left, and he came back at about 1045. Well, he has to go through security, so it takes him longer. Oh, 13, 8, yeah, four, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a drive. Well, no, it's a scripted situation. They yeah. put the ball at a, at a yard line. Right, it's a drive. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's not a drive, because right. if the play is incomplete, it goes to the four-yard line the next play. Well, they, 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 they A drive they it... would be we have to complete a pass to get it to the four. So I just want to make sure the, the listeners understand okay. what actually happened, All right. not what you call it. Who's the third receiver on this team? Demario Douglas. We made a little news here, though. Paul Perillo says that Demario Douglas is the third best receiver on this team. That was Paul me. Perillo didn't say that. <laughs> I think he's the the best guy for the role. Right. Yeah. The, and again, Evan Lazar said that. Just to, just to repeat, take my name out of your mouth. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and we're doing a little early Patriots Unfiltered because practices. This afternoon. I feel like we should be watching Wimbledon or something. Yeah. So, you know, uh, strawberry and cream and all that stuff. Little League World Series. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But we'll be here from 10 to 12. Um, It's Deuce. It's Evan. It's Paul. It's myself. It's Matt in the booth. Talking Patriots. This is our last regular Patriots Unfiltered this week because on Thursday we have our first preseason game. (laughs) And we'll also have our first pre and post game show. Yay. Uh, and that's going to be from what? 4:30 to 6:30. 4:30 to 6:30. 4:30 to 6:30 on Thursday. Yeah, right. And I'm assuming Hardy's going to be here. Hardy will be Hardy's here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. He's excited. Yep. It's good to have him back for another season. This is what his 20th season with us. <laughs> I believe I believe so. And yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have uh, so 4:30 to 6:30. We're going to pencil in at about 4:46 the Jaws talk. See if we can get back <laughs> to that. Always. Yep. Okay. We always work it here. So it's a big week. Segment on Jaws. It's a big week here at Gillette Stadium. Um, you know, you're always excited for the first preseason game until they start playing, and then it's like, okay. You realize it's Let's pre-season. get to the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's but yeah. Um, I think, you know, the intrigue is who gets who plays and for how long, you yeah. know. Um, you know, there's a couple players, you know, besides Pop Douglas, who's been popping. Uh, Keyshawn Boutte. Yeah. Has been getting a lot of love lately. He has been getting a lot of love, but I, I, I mean, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna remain where I am, and I wrote it yesterday. Of just like he's fine. Like uh, people are like, are they gonna cut Taquan Thornton for Keyshawn Booty? Like he's had one or two catches every day. It's nice. It's fine. I, none of them will be of the variety. I, the one yesterday that everyone's going about. I thought it was a terrible throw by Malik Cunningham. Like great catch, terrible throw. Okay, everyone's going crazy. So well, I, but I, that's my little Keyshawn Booty on piece. Bo- just <laughs> yeah. sticking on Booty. Um, <laughs> You know, I'll stick, stick with booty. It was a good catch, booty. but the thing yeah. is, like, at the start of camp, he was doing nothing. Right. And he is starting to do a little bit more. Absolutely. And so that's what you want to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just, I, I, I think it's, um, I think it's a problem when people report things and then 
fans like myself that used to not go to practice and had to rely entirely on reports, sometimes it becomes a game of telephone. And you start to extrapolate maybe what you want to hear or what you think you're reading. Right. And I just, like, I'm kind of on the pump the brakes on the booty. It's been good. I'm not trying to, but I just, like, I don't see, like, oh, he's going to kick Taquan Thornton off the roster because he made a nice catch yesterday. Like, I, I think it's a little early for that. Yeah, well, I, I would yeah. agree with Mike. I think those two things have been a little bit um, overplayed both ways. I think Booty has been overplayed a little bit. Yeah. He has come on. I think there's no question the last, I'd say, four or five practices, he's starting to show up a little bit more. Um, Thornton, I think his demise has been overplayed a little bit. Yeah. He was missing from a lot of practices. He came back, and I think that Belichick and Bill O'Brien wanted him to sort of work with Zappi a little bit to work his way back into the mix. Like, I don't think that was like this telling sign that Thornton's on his way out. Yeah. Now, I would say that Thornton's been a little bit disappointing. Like, I, you would have thought, you know, year two, you want to see a little bit more. I think whatever issue that he had in the spring lingered into the summer, you know, reportedly a soft tissue injury. He's been slow getting underway here. He's had some opportunities to make some plays, hasn't always made them. I'd like to see him do a little bit more, but I think Booty's been a little bit overplayed the last couple of days, and Thornton's been a little bit uh, overplayed on a negative way the last couple of days. I don't. I agree with Mike. I don't think Thornton's going anywhere. I, I saw Thornton the last couple of days, and there were a couple instances where okay, he gets there's, open. There's yeah. the speed. Yep. Yeah, there's the speed we're talking about. Yeah, they're yeah. just you know. I think my thing with him is that uh, you know he's just he's not strong at the catch point, and as you just see him a couple times when it's like a contested catch, he kind of goes flying, and probably not surprising. It's not his game. But I but thought I saw him make a couple of those plays last summer, and that's mm -hmm. what sort of got me you know enthused about him. Like he didn't need to be one of those guys that just ran by everybody yeah. and caught passes all by himself. He could. He could fight for the ball. I thought he had a couple of opportunities the last couple of practices. One in particular on Sunday, I think he ran, uh, you know, the one that Evan talked about uh, on the podcast, the post corner, where he looked like he was wide open. Throw was definitely late. It was a throw from Zappi that was underthrown and late. Rodney Randall came back and bothered it, but I didn't really think he did much to get in, in the fray and fight for the ball. You know, so you'd like to see maybe some of those kinds of plays uh, be, be catches Booty's catch yesterday was an incredible catch, but, like, think of, like, the OBJ catch, yep. okay? And it wasn't as as impressive as that, but think of that catch. But think about now if instead of it being o Odell Beckham, it was just – it was Tim Smith. He made that catch. Like, just because a guy made an incredible individual play doesn't necessarily mean he's had a, a really good training camp. That was a great catch yesterday. As Mike said, in kind of scout work from Malik Cunningham, again, kind of telling you the players that he's working with as opposed to sure. Demario Douglas, who from the second or third day of camp has really worked um, extensively with Mac Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, yeah. even from the get-go. I mean, early in camp, Douglas was with the kind of that top group air. I mean, not just 11 guys, but probably 15 guys that are rotating with the top offensive line, the top running backs, the top receivers. He's one of those guys from the get go. And, you know, he does jump off the field with just how quick he is, especially yeah. in that one on one stuff. Overall, I think the receivers have been okay. Uh, Parker's been showing up a little bit more after a Parker's slow start. Parker's another one who's made yeah. like yep. a play every practice. Yeah. Yep. Like one. I'd like to see a little bit more. I know. Yep. And it's usually his bread and butter, and we know that that's in the bag right now. And High and, point, and deep fades. That's what they do. And, and yeah. I mean, I, if I was an opponent, I would say alert that anytime yeah. you, you think he's going to be alone. So, like there. I said, I think, I think the receivers have been okay. 
What I don't see yet is, okay, the Patriots are going to be tough to defend. And I mean yeah. in the passing game and yep. coverage. Yeah. Like there's no guys that are just, you know, breaking ankles. Although in the um, – It's a great point. And yeah. this is why I get back to Thornton. Yeah. Because I think Thornton is the one guy who's a little different. Now, one-on-one, on one, he looked good. He Douglas was, has 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 quickness out of the slot, and I think horizontally he's going to be a you know a, a guy that they're going to throw a lot of passes to. Yeah, but you just hope with his size he can hold up if yeah. he ends right. up making the squad. Right. You know now, yeah, and it's also hard to extrapolate him as you know. Well, we'll just pencil him in for 70, 80 catches. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe. You know, I I don't know. He's been impressive. Yeah. I think he's been uh, certainly something to be excited about uh, as a newcomer, but. What they need is something to to open everything up. And I'm not talking about the take the top off the defense guy. I'm talking about someone who the other team has to worry about. And I don't think right now, unless Thornton emerges as that, I think Bourne, Parker, and Smith-Schuster are guys that you can cover. And they're going to be slamming down. Mike says, you know, exactly right about Parker. They're going to throw him down the field every once in a while. You just have to be aware of that and fight for the ball. He's not going to run by you. So... Yeah, I think this one guy is Thornton that could potentially emerge as as someone who could take some of that pressure. I see a lot of defensive backs as this season goes on lining up within ten yards of the line of scrimmage at all times because they, there's yeah. just no fear of anything over the top unless you blow a coverage and I mean, right. that, and that is a possibility I think with Bill O'Brien a little bit. But I I, I want to just highlight what you said, Fred, about the one-on-ones yesterday, open field, full tackling. I thought Thornton was surprisingly good at those. And I mean, you would think he would be good at those, but for just somebody who's tall and lanky and you don't really think of him as like a phone booth quickness, side-to-side kind of a guy, he was tough yesterday. So, yeah. you know, it, it is a sign that he, that he can move well. I, I, have, I haven't even come close to writing him off. I mean, I think... I'm not writing him uh, off yet. I'm not. I think he's, like Paul said, he's got a lot of what they need, but I share the similar concerns that, you know, a lot of what we've seen this year is the play to Parker... A lot of out of the backfield, little wheel routes, little uh, hitches, you know, just the short stuff. You don't see a lot of, like, downfield, well-choreographed passing routes where guys are catching the ball in rhythm and, and running with it. It's, you know, just a lot of check down stuff. So I don't yeah. I don't want to get overworked up about it, but that's no, – it's, it's, it's all kind of that or that. I did it's think, not a lot of that. <laughs> that or that. It's all that or I, that. I did think yesterday we saw a little bit more of some of the – I wouldn't call them deep, but, like, some over routes. Born. Know, you know, guys dragging across outs, the field, yeah. uh, you know, uh, 15, 18 Gisicki. yards. Gasicki yep. caught one. So I think it's, you know, and I thought it was interesting to listen to the quarterbacks talk after practice yesterday. Bill had mentioned that they, he felt like they had most everything in by this point. Zappi said he, he estimated, you know, about 80%. He felt like they were further along with installation than they, they felt they would be at this time. Um, and Max sort of backed that up. So I, I think you're starting to see some of that stuff slowly getting integrated into what we're seeing at practice um you know of course right in time for us to be yeah. uh you know asked to leave practice <laughs> uh which is going to happen soon if it's if today's not the last day we get to watch we yeah you know you guys will get to see the the joint practices um in green bay and in tennessee but it, it's, it, it's coming to an end soon you, you you'd always prefer to have an offense that a defense has to game plan for yes and i feel like on this team we have to game plan for their defense, you know, and it should be the other way around. I mean, I still unfortunately feel that. Right. That's that. That's I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Right now, their best weapon to me feels like Bill O'Brien. Yeah. You know, it's, and, it's and his how mind. Say it. Yeah. And his game plan. How can he put? Yeah. Figuring out the other defense and game planning for their weaknesses where you should have an offense that they have to game plan for. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
No, things to think about. And, I mean, I do think there are, are little things. I mean, you got to highlight Parker. And, and I think Kosicki has had a strong couple of days, and he's starting to come on a little bit. So that could be another element. Um, you know, Hunter Henry's had a good camp, too. So, you know, what's Bill O'Brien going to do with those two tight ends? I'd even kind of put Sokol in that mix, too. I think it's possible he kind of has an early down role within that rotation, too. So I, I, I'd love to see more out of out of Booty. I'd love to see him continue to, to – I mean, I think it'd be great yeah, and for I the think team he'll get a he chance. I think him to, and Douglas will get a chance to play Thursday night. I think and that's some, where, of, some yeah. of those younger guys – I wouldn't expect to see a lot of the, the veteran players. And, you know, I, I don't know how much we're going to get to see – of the well, guys we want to see it know, come together. The offensive yeah. line is in tough shape. We're going to have the joint shape. practices next week. So that's where they're going to get all their reps and probably want to save them for that. I mean, I yeah. would just say yes, but also the offensive line is so thin that, like, yeah. well, you're going to have to at least flirt with playing some guys you might not want to yeah. just based on, on I mean, depth. there's a chance you're missing four offensive linemen. Um, you know, if you wanted to play a real game Thursday night, I think you'd have to probably go with, like, Andrews would be the only one that would be a starter. You know, like, I don't, I don't think Cole Strange – after missing all this practice, would be ready to play a game Thursday night. And certainly a when you still on PUP. Trent Brown, he, another one who talked yesterday, he said he's dealing with an injury. It's not a contract-related thing. You know, I take him at face value, but he wouldn't play. He's not going to play Thursday night. So even if you wanted to play Mac Jones, I'm not sure that it would be the wisest yeah. course of action. Right. Do you think Cunningham might get actual? I mean, yeah. Do you think he'll get snaps as a quarterback for I that? do. That's interesting. I do. Yeah. Like Which, really That's my time, boys. Two boys days. and girls, everybody. <laughs> Malik, Malik Cunningham, you know, nine nine p.m. Eastern ish. Uh, He's in the game. Paul from Paul's the Bob's discount the dis, <laughs> discount studio. Uh, I'll be ready to go. You know, the McCordys, you can have I, them on in the background. Hey, That's fine. They'll have plenty to say, I'm sure. We can we can two screen it, right, Freddie? Yeah, the Patriots announced on Sunday that they're going to have an alternate uh, telecast of the preseason games, the McCordy Twin Cast, live from. Jason McCourty's basement in New Jersey. Uh, they'll be uh, doing, you know, just like the Manning cast, it'll be on another channel. I, I think, well, actually, this one's on WBZ.com. But uh, the one against uh, uh, Green Bay will be on Channel 38. So you can go back and forth between Zolak and Sosi and Paul and the McCourty's on the other channel. And if you're in Germany, you can... Even hear Sebastian Vollmer and Marcus Kuhn doing it in German. So a lot, yeah, of, a lot of streams, a lot of preseason Don't stuff. Cross, going cross on. the streams. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a it's a big day Thursday for it, us. It's pretty cool. I, I, I'm I'm I guess I'm happy for Matt Smith. I just think it's a great idea, and and I'm, and it's cool to see it all you know kind of come together and and something that's different for the league. And you know I know that maybe this is going to help you know follow that path of the Manning cast and you know continue to find alternate ways to. Make preseason games interesting yeah. and, and, you know, a little bit more fun to, to take in when people are zoning out on, you know, maybe Malik Cunningham. They, they, they turn preseason <laughs> games into, like, variety shows, <laughs> right. you, know, like, you know. You know, the yeah. June Taylor dancers come out and, you know. I mean, you'll probably have, like, live betting at some point. Where so it'll be like remember a show. those? <laughs> Do you remember? You know what? That's June old, Taylor. The June, that was the uh, Jackie Gleason show. Oh, boy. Had the June Taylor dancers. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's an old one. I thought it was in June Carter Cash. I, I've something. heard of the June Taylor dance. That's back, but back I don't when they had I variety the, shows. I did not know the reference. Yeah, I mean, A variety show would be fun. But I, I was saying I, there'll, there'll probably be live betting at some point where it'll literally be like a game show where you're like, all right, this drive, all right, this is the bet, you know, and they'll put it right up on screen and people will be interacting, yeah. those kind of things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Not uh, us, though. Evan, what are you doing over there? I, I, he, he's know. writing. 
writing up Trey Flowers reunion yeah. with the Patriots is oh. now official. Oh, so why didn't you break that news? Well, it was it broke before you, we came on the were air. You're not but listening to us. <laughs> oh, I, I thought he was just coming in for a visit. No, uh, no. Uh, reports have uh, him signing. Yes. Uh, Ian Rappaport. Yes. So, okay. So Evan decided yes. to. Whip up a quick report while we does while he we play right tackle? He does not. Oh. But uh, d- interesting stat that I I'm sure Paul probably knows this. During Trey Flowers' first four years with the Patriots, eight and one in the postseason with him on the team there with the, the Eagles Super Bowl is the only loss. Just imagine like coming into the NFL and you just win two Super Bowls and like go Tom to Brady, like Tom Brady just, won three. It's just crazy. <laughs> like did, uh, so many of these guys that started you know in that era uh, in the mid. 2010s yeah you know Tooney, flowers like those shack mason those guys just never lost in the postseason it's yeah. crazy i always thought about guys like that and then contrasted them with guys like mankins and and welker yeah i right, never got it yeah who never were able to or guys that like joe thomas that spend their whole career uh, like, did you watch the joe thomas sniffing. thing on, on espn over the weekend that was like it's almost like heartbreaking yeah I can't believe he yeah. played that many snaps in a row. I mean, in, you know, on a losing 10,300-some-odd snaps in a row. Wow. And he, did he have, like, I don't even remember. They maybe make the playoffs once or twice? His maybe? first year, they went 10-6. and six. I don't think they made the playoffs, but they went 10-6. <laughs> and six, and, and he won. was like, okay, this is what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> then they went 0-16. 12 years later. Wow. Um, I, I'm, I'm fine with the Trey Flowers signing. Um, I don't know how much he has in the tank. The last two years, he's ended up on an IR. Um, I do think that they need some edge depth. I just hope it doesn't come at – at Keon White's kind of snaps because I think that's what Keon White's going to do. He's going to kind of yeah. be a, a hand-down defensive Mike's been working with me for a while. Like, that's my first thought is, like, does this mean that they're not really thinking that Keon White is ready for a big role? It could be. It you could know? be. He's not going to be ready. And I, I mean, I just see Keon White right now as at least as just a rotational, you know, have well, a spell, Dietrich Wise. That's what a, I was thinking. Which is fine. But, but you know, lurking in the background September, October, and then if an injury happens or he starts to get it, then, he, you know, I, maybe I also, he really sparks. I also kind of felt like the edge depth was more to me like the Uche yeah. Judon edge depth. Yeah. Because I, I, I know it's probably dumb. No, and I, I Evan agree. Evan will tell me no, why I, it's dumb. But I don't look at those guys, even though they're ends, is the same as edge. I don't no, know. You're right. Same thing. Totally. You know? 100%. In so, this system – Judon, Uche, Jennings are outside linebackers, right. yeah. and those are defensive ends. And so you're 100 percent right. You know, and when I when I talk about edge, I'm thinking the stand up athlete on the end, right. as opposed to who might drop back. You know, a, 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 a two gapping, yeah. you know, three yeah. technique or five, whatever. Right. You know, and they'll flirt with that stuff with Wise. I mean, Wise probably like dropped into coverage like eight times, like you oh, know, yeah. like something yeah. like that. They'll play with it a little bit, but generally speaking, you know, it's going to be. Wise is going to be the hand down defensive end on the one edge, and you're going to have this guy standing on the other. Yeah. Usually, when they're kind of when playing. I saw the Flowers visit yesterday, I was thinking, well, this is this is like prototypical Bill, you know, um, get him in. He's been hurt a lot. We'll see, you know, where he is physically, and then down the road, if I need to call on him, I'll know what I have. How, how old is then, he? Have? Then did the you, next day, he signed. <laughs> I think he's uh, you know? 27 or 28. I, I wrote it, it in the is article. That, is that it? He's young. Yeah, he's not. That over is 30. young. I got it right yeah. here. Uh, 29, 29, August 16th, 93, okay, I, I, 29. But still, that's, he's, he's feel like he's been around for forever. I, yeah, yeah I, I do think, you know, last year they carried Jamie Collins on the practice squad for most of the year, and he was around, and some of the players talked about, believe it or not, I didn't think of Jamie Collins in this light, but as a mentor, oh, as God. somebody that was. I think uh, Trey Flowers could uh, could be in that role. Right. I did not think Jamie, Jamie Collins was. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, but uh, that people talked a lot of positive things about Jamie Collins 
just as a locker room guy last year. And uh, I'd wonder if Trey Flowers comes in, shows Keon White a few things, takes him under his wing. All right, now see. Look at that. Look what he did. Right. One sentence. I think (laughs) you got you and I off the list. I I think that is – I'm more hoping that it's that than him actually playing instead of Keon White. Yeah. But if you think about how they would ideally use Keon White, it's exactly how they used to use Trey Flowers. So I I think that that's where my head is at is that hopefully it's it's more of a – Mentorship. But that makes great sense. reunion. Didn't even think of it. That makes great sense because you can't get Keon White. I mean, he's got to be on your roster. He's a lock as a second-round pick. Yep. But you can get Trey Flowers on your practice squad. Yeah. Um, another guy who uh, is kind of, you know, flashing a little bit more and more is Jack Jones. <laughs> um, a lot of people – I've yeah. heard – I saw one, one of Paul's people on Twitter say that they thought he was the best cornerback on the team. I don't. I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't either. Um, I think he makes plays on the ball. I think he's a good player. I mean, I, I every I think practice really he's going to knock down or pick off yeah. a, a a ten yard out. Yeah, every practice. But I think he's, he's a also going to get up a lot of balls down the field. I, I, on the field, I think he's a little volatile too. I just like I, you know, there's an element of I feel like we'll have ups, ups and downs with him. Like he'll make a great play on the ball. And then you know, he'll, and then I get beat. So yeah. I, I, don't I know. thought he really struggled I mean, if, Sunday. If it wasn't for his situation, I'd be starting to get excited for him. But I, I'm not going to go there because I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah, I don't think he's played as well as evidently people are writing because I, I don't really read a lot of that stuff. He hasn't played a lot of high-level snaps until Jonathan yeah. Jones has been out a little bit, and, that, and now he's kind of sniffing it. And but I think he's been uneven. I think he's made a lot of really good plays. I've seen a lot of standout pass breakups. Yep. I've also seen a lot of completions. Yeah. Like yeah. it's kind of we only we only chart the pass breakups. Correct. I, I I think it's been feast or famine a little bit yeah. with Jack Jones. I just I just think he's active. He's fast. Um, he's got decent instincts. Yeah. Um, it just needs to be harnessed a little bit, and that comes from obviously playing and coaching. But you know, like I said, if it wasn't for the situation, I'd be like, okay, you know, we've got some depth here. He's a good third. I mean, he's a like I think he's a great third corner. You know, as, yeah. as the rotational no, piece, like mean. it gives you some flexibility yeah. to put Jay Jones inside. Um, but we'll see what's up with Jonathan Jones. I mean, I mean if Gonzalez it, continues, you know, uh, to prove that he's a he, worthy first-round He's been their pick, best corner, by Yeah, the way. I mean, then I think for the first time, I, I would say this is the best depth they've had at corner in a while. Yeah, at least since, uh, 19. what, 19, yeah, with, yeah. with J.C. Yeah. And, and Jonathan Jones and okay. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. yeah. Gilmore. I, I think with, with Jack Jones, off-field stuff aside – you have two guys in Gonzalez and John Jones who are really, really steady man coverage guys that don't get burned too often. And then you have your ball hawk on the other side, and maybe he can take some more chances to make some plays and play a little bit more of his style of football because you have, you know, Gonzo's going to take the number one and John Jones is going to take the top slot guy, and you already have those bases covered. And he's sort of the third guy that's allowed to ball. But to me, he's. He's their best ball hawk. Yes. He's he's their J.C. Jackson right now. Uh, but in terms of down-to-down consistency, that's that's not his game. So if he's the third corner and he's just free to just kind of do his thing, then I, I don't necessarily mind it. But if you're counting on Jack Jones to be your guy against A.J. Brown in week one, then I, I'm not so sure how excited about that I would be. I mean, it's hard to make that plan now with the uncertainty. I mean, he seems very confident on Twitter that, you know, the truth shall set him free. Like, it all, oh, a lot tweeting? of that kind of cryptic stuff. Is he Xing? Like, yeah, yeah, he's Xing a lot. He's Xing he's it out. Um, You'd think with that lawyer that he wouldn't be doing any of <laughs> no, that. I but. know, I know. 
just it's it's a it's a big question mark right now. And I mean, just you know, again, Jonathan Jones has now missed three practices, so don't know what that is. But I don't think they got great depth. And if you don't know, you know, what up with Jack? I mean, all of a sudden you're looking yeah. at Gonzalez and Marcus Jones and Miles Bryan as your starting three. Like it is funny because I do like they have depth at safety, and I think if you sort of move some pieces around. You know, depending on you know Jalen Mills as yeah. an example, yeah. but I agree with you. I think the it's a little bit of a house of cards at a few positions, and corner is one of them. And if, if Jack Jones is not part of the equation, I don't think they have any depth there at all. I mean, Jonathan Jones is just so important, just because so much he can do. I mean, in the leadership and the on-field experience that he has, replacing McCourty. So I don't know. It's one to watch. He'll be fine. Okay, Jonathan, Jonathan Jones? Jones will be. Yeah. No, I agree. I yeah, agree yeah. with that. Minor. I thought Cole Strange would be fine. Anyway, I haven't seen him I, since the day. I, I think I he is. Good. I think he is fine. Oh yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I, this is not based on anybody telling me anything. I'm just watching. He's like he he was out a couple of days ago. He had the big sleeve on his left leg. Yeah, uh, yesterday when he was out, he didn't have that on at all. I just think they're being very very overly cautious. Yeah, very cautious, and I think that's the way to go. He's not playing Thursday night. Just let him get his his conditioning, you know, uh, in, in check. Hopefully, that's the situation with Trent Brown. It's not a major thing. You know, with with a calf problem that he had last year that caused him some to that, miss some time. That, that was one thing I was going to bring up. Like, I, it kind of was weird to me that Trent Brown got up to the podium and said he was injured. Like, that's not usually the Patriot way of uh, you know hurt guys coming up and admitting it on the on, in front of the podium. Like, uh, it's just weird. I mean, he came out, he's got his helmet, and he just stands there and watches. Like, I like. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. It just seems weird to me. Yeah. This whole situation. But more Trent. importantly, will anybody be watching Hard Knocks? No. Oh, that's tonight, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone will tell me what was on. Yeah. I usually that's like the for whatever reason the the talk shows love that stuff and they play the clips they, and they stuff. Oh, yeah. and, I know. and I feel like I saw it. Like yeah. I don't yeah. have to watch. Yeah, all the good stuff will be on Twitter. Yeah. So there's no reason like to the, the to not, watch the whole thing. Not like the. I'm the, not a huge Hard Knocks fan. No, me neither. It's not. It's it's less about football now. It's just more about the. Well, now it's even less about stuff. football because they're not showing anybody get cut because the Jets think it's inhumane to show people losing their jobs. Losing their jobs. So they're they're not even doing the whole that whole dance anymore either. <laughs> if you're gonna get cut though, wouldn't you be like, put it on TV? I need a job. Like, get it yeah. out there. Look, look how sad I look. <laughs> Give me some work. It'd be funny if a dude just like looked into the camera and go, "Yo, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> Thirty-one other teams out there. <laughs> Hit me up." Or I, I'd like. It'd be even better if they're like, "You're gonna cut me," you know. And I'll he picks cut up you. The chair and throws it, and you know, play to the cameras. They're yeah, the drama. That team passed on me. <laughs> yeah, I think there, there's a way if the show was done like sort of, you know, twenty four seven access that it could be interesting. Oh yeah, but but, th- that's, but it's not, that's, and you know, it, you know, it can't be done like no. that. So I, I think some of the most interesting stuff to me, and it goes back to the 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 football life with Bill in, in 09, it's just when all the coaches are sitting around the table and each position coach kind of runs through his guys and talks about what's good, what's bad, what's going on, you know, and then the head coach kind of takes it all. And I just, I, I think that stuff is so interesting when you're getting, you know, just kind of the, not the hierarchy, but you know, just kind of how, how the sausage is made between the position coaches analyzing their players, feeding it to the coordinator and the head coach. And then, you know, those guys having to make the big picture decisions. That That's the stuff I love. And you don't, you don't really get that anymore. Like it's, it's all just, dramatic music and they're like throwing pads around and then you see like you know somebody's girlfriend on the sideline and they go give him a kiss you know and then the practice is over all of a sudden like what do we get there's nothing yeah well because a few years ago jj watt mentioned that he picked up a a snap count from hard knocks and ever since then they've stripped it of all of the good football stuff 
I thought you were going to say that when he was like flipping the tire over. Like he would just like gratuitously, I feel yeah, like, no. go out oh, and yeah. just do stupid well, stuff that he knew was going to get Well, that's the other thing I don't like about it. And I know everybody hates J.J. Watt. I don't. But that's completely performative. Oh, yeah. And, they, and that happens every year. Somebody does that every year. Now, J.J. Watt's a huge personality. So he's the one that he's the poster child for performing for the Hard camera. Up. Right. Hardo. Hardo on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Hall of Fame Hardo. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was one of, of him uh, when they were on Hard Knocks where it's like, you know, dusk. You know, like everybody's gone and right? he's out, like still hitting the pads. Right. And I think like, that's what I'm talking about too, where he's like flipping a giant like wagon wheel over doing, and yeah. stuff. Like, you know, like oh god, the work never ends. Yeah. And the way that that stuff is edited, neither do the injuries. <laughs> the way that stuff is edited and put together is intentionally deceiving all the time. Oh, yeah, and yeah. some of the stories that you know behind the scenes, it's just like yeah. Like I said, I'll let other people will watch it. You know, when, when Rex Ryan is saying, let's go get a goddamn snack, oh, that's I, a, I'm here for that. See, that you was know, a like, great one. You know, just to make fun of it, you know, but this, you're not getting anything. What year out was of it. that one? I, it was like, like probably 10, 10 or, 11. or 11. Yeah, that was the re- year Rebus held out. So I want to I wanna say it was 09 or 20, 2010, around there. It, I mean, it was when they were beating the Patriots. That was, it was still good. Yeah. That was, was the last good. time Hard Knocks was good. That yeah. was the best all time Hard Knocks and the last time that it was actually good. Rex Ryan. Any other NFL news out there that we want to uh, report on? Oh, nothing that I've seen. Yeah, a couple days old, just um, as it relates to the Patriots, Alvin Kamara was suspended for three games for the Saints. Patriots yeah. play him in week five. So yet another sign that Tom Brady is no longer the quarterback of the Patriots because <laughs> uh, clearly that would have been a five-game suspension <laughs> uh, if Brady were still here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Patriots don't catch a break in all seriousness with that. He's probably one of the only – Offensive threats the Saints have. Right? Yeah. yeah. Now, s- starting a preseason focus, a little bit of, you know, Texans talk and, you know, CJ uh, Stroud. Yeah. Will, Will Anderson, you know, some interesting pieces. Are you going to have John McClain on the show? Oh, uh, Matt, are we efforting John McClain? <laughs> oh, look at him scrambling around. Yeah. You woke him up. Is this diehard? He's got a folder in there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk <laughs> into the mic. John is retired. No, I know that, but we he, we can't get him to talk. <laughs> well, he's not covering the team anymore. He's not who I was going to book. He is, he he does actually. He's very active on Twitter still. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's for a guy who's he's retired. retired. I see. Then I'll get him. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. He's you a, like John McClain. He's oh, the best. Number one. He's such a nice guy. Yippee ki yeah. Now, did he cover the Oilers back in the day? He so did. He, and then he just kind of hung around till the Texans came back. Yeah, he did. Um, He's been around for a long time, and he is. I, I I just don't know anybody in that league that has a bad word to say about him. Yeah. See, yeah, he tell he's and he's a straight shooter. And yeah, he, and he's he, not a he's no pom pom. Yeah, and I'll even that. like the Texans like gave him pretty good access, but he was still honest about you know what he was seeing. By the way, did, real quick, did you guys see the the Baltimore Orioles reporter? Uh, that got oh, suspended? so do you guys know anything more about this? There has to be something more. <laughs> there has than to what be like saw. something, right? Right. I ca- I played the clip three different times because it cuts off really quickly. The truth is never mean. He's just stating facts, right? <laughs> but but it and, actually and makes he states it, and it's such a like a really well done. Like it's right. It's professional broadcaster one hundred and one. And he didn't go rogue because no. there was a whole graphics right. package yeah, to right. accompany it. Did the producer it, get fired right? too for putting all those graphics up? Right. So it'd be like you know if the. Pa- Patriots have had a hard time with, you know, the Buffalo. New York Giants in Super Bowls, <laughs> and now we're playing them for the third Super Bowl. I mean, you have to say that. Right, now you right. know you what lost I lost w- two Super Bowls to the Giants. Now you know what I worry about. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? You know, you have to state the facts. I'm like looking at that. I'm like, if you could get suspended for that, like, 
Like I mean, this show just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I so that's I'm with you, Paul. There's gotta be something else. There's got yeah. to be something that we don't know about that guy. Yeah. I wonder if it was like a pattern and this was, like maybe he's been negative on the air before and, and this was sort of just right, it, the it, final and I'm not like, I, I'm not saying that he should have been suspended <laughs> for what he said. I'm definitely, definitely not saying not, that. But, but but what if they went to him beforehand and they said, Hey, listen, we know we never win in Tampa. Let's 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 you know, let's get past that. Let's ignore that. And then he said, Well, no, I'm not gonna ignore it. I'm gonna yeah. put a whole package together about it to right. start you know, to lead into the broadcast. That graphics. And he directly defied yeah, an order. Then, you know? Then okay, I think the order itself is foolish. Correct. But, but he still defied yeah, the team. Order. The team yeah. would still be yeah. looking foolish, but yeah. they should come out with a statement if that if there's something more to it because they look right. ridiculous right now. Right. So, uh, Anytime I, something looks so blatantly obvious, one sided, I always think of what don't we know? Yeah, because yeah. like one of your shows this morning, Paul, yeah, we're, we're sure. like, you know, we're going to find out he's got like dead bodies on the oh, porch Fred, or something, you know? Fred. Fred, Fred, Fred Evans guy. Like, <laughs> he goes, what if there was like a, he's you're going to find now. out that he's like up on murder charges. <laughs> Can so. that one be Evan's show from now on, the uh, no. Toucher and Rich? <laughs> That's right. You are a guest. <laughs> I do. Yeah. We'll see. It how seems like if they just have sensitive ownership. You and, you and Mike Reese, to, uh, I guess. A guy before the home opener in 2021, too. Yeah, it's it's really ridiculous. Like, just, they they couldn't win in Tampa. Now is and he, all of a sudden, they've won in Tampa this year. Now, is that guy like Sosi? Is that what he would be the equivalent of, like, the team? Dave, Dave, Dave O'Brien. For the, Red Sox. the Red Sox. But okay. it, he's the he's employed by broadcaster. The, yeah. I, I don't think, I, it's, I think it's a Nesson situation where it's owned by the team, but it's not, it's not. I see. Yeah. Is it the, the, the D'Angelo the family? The RSNs. Owns, uh, <laughs> huh? D'Angelo subs? Not, uh, drop the D. Oh, just Angelo? Oh. Correct. Peter? Drop the yes. D. I got Peter excited Angelo? for a second the there. D. I thought there was a turkey sub coming. Well, drop Paul's the the. Slam on the <laughs> drop the the. Okay. ATM machine? Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a. Uh, weird situation. Yeah, sorry. To, just that occurred to me, and it was, you know. I mean, like everybody's I'm thinking like Thursday night. If I say Bailey Zappi's really struggled the last few days at camp, am I my key card not going to work the out. next day? Yeah. I mean, everyone's supporting him and killing the team. So at some point, you would think that te- if there is something else that the team might say, you know, yeah, this they, isn't why. Well, if it was here, they would get Bob Holder to write a scathing yeah. report. <laughs> so, in the right. Boston Globe. Um. 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Don't know how many people are going to be calling because we're doing this early show. I and maybe Tried to get word out this morning yeah. on the X, but... Yeah. <laughs> on the X. That's the new signal, right? What about, what about threads? Maybe try I haven't, threads. I haven't opened threads since I signed up for an account. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even threaded once. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, have. how many social platforms do you want to be on? I can't even keep you track know? of one, and I'm like, Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I don't like it. I'm out on threads. This is this is the yeah. director of content. Well, I I, I mean, I think I mean, not to rehash threads, but like I use Twitter for work to try to access information and what people are saying about a specific topic in a timely manner. That's my number one use for Twitter. And, and what does threads do? Threads is just, you know, a random mishmash of right. people being thrown at you of like, hey, you might be interested in this. And like, OK, I I'm mean, not interested. No, I'm, I'm here for the info. Need the info. Yeah, it's not the all twenty-two. So, <laughs> all right, Evans out. <laughs> Web radio at patriots.com. People uh, emailing. Good. Uh, so continue to do so. We'll Read get some. to your emails. Talk to us. Okay. Uh, it was raining yesterday. Today it's supposed to stop around practice time. I, th- I think it's. Yeah. I mean, we're hopeful here at Family Day that uh, it yeah, was like raining heavily when we it walked was. in the studio. But I'll the Family Day's indoors, right? Yeah, it's in the Optum Lounge. But yeah, yeah. 
So, but you want to be on the field. Sure. You want to see know. practice. Yeah, you know, yeah, Mike's yeah, kids. Exactly. They want to be. Yeah. My the, guys. For the, for the kids. Touchdowns for the kids. They got a Brady jersey on. I'm waiting for Paul to be like, you know, your dad hates Brady. Campbell soup. Glad you put that in my head. Yeah. All right. His his kids are also a cornerback, Tyson Campbell. Oh, there you go. Good cornerback, too. I know. (laughs) Unfortunately, only Campbell's on the back, though, so it doesn't do Tyson any good, you know. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's get to some of these emails. Again, you can also call 855-PATS-500 on the Ace Ticket Hotline. Uh, We'll go to, um, who is this? Josh writing in. Uh, he's from Columbus, Ohio. Understanding there might be a number of factors which make this a silly idea, but what do you think about Taekwon moving to the X to be the full-time backup for Devontae Parker? Evan talking about Devontae Parker being someone who has to be thrown to a spot so he can climb a ladder to beat the defender is what got me thinking. Taekwon is someone who could be led on a pass and, in theory, being 6'2"-ish, could also go up and get the ball. Wondering if this removes a couple of his issues with route running as well. Speaking out of my butt here, but it feels like Devontae only runs a vertical or a slant. Um, that's that's kind of true. I mean, I don't. I, I just think generally they want everybody to kind of do a little bit of everything, even if Parker's going to be at the X and that's going to be his main kind of role. It's also just be disappointing to have to kind of subjugate Tyquan Thornton to just backing up Devontae Parker at the X. I, well, he plus, you guys replace, said he's really not good at these 50-50 balls. He wants him to replace Parker. Oh, replace him? As the X. He can't. Oh, he said, I mean, no, he said back him up. Back him up. Oh, I thought he said to replace him. No, he said back him up. Oh, then I'm not interested in him being a backup. I mean, that's kind of what he is. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's where we are right I'm, now. I'm not a fan of Tyquan at the X. Yeah. Because as an X receiver, you play on the line of scrimmage, so you're going to see a ton of press coverage. And you're just going to bump and run, bump and run, bump and run. And that's the opposite of what I want Taekwon to do. When you play him at the Z, you can move him around the formation. You can motion him. You can play him in the slot a little bit. And that gets him away from some of that contact and lets him just run. Question? Yeah. Have we seen a lot of Taekwon? Because there's been a lot of motion in camp. I don't recall a lot of Taekwon in motion, though. I remember Pop Douglas in motion a lot. Yeah, not not a ton, which I, I hope is maybe just because he hasn't been out there as much as some of the other guys. And hopefully they get to that that point but my vision for Taekwon has always been to use him like O'Brien used Jamison Williams at Alabama and that was a little bit on the outside for sure but I think Jamison Williams is a better uh, releaser and finisher through contact than Taekwon is and mostly the snaps in the slot the snaps at Z those are the spots where you can get him off the line of scrimmage and basically just turn it into a, a track meet which is what you want with a guy like that okay there you go yeah Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Michael is in McAllisterville, Pennsylvania. Uh, Recently read an article by CBS Sports, which listed the top candidate from each NFL team's active roster to reach the Hall of Fame. And he's talking about the Canton one. The writer listed Matthew Slater for the Patriots. I cannot disagree with the selection, but this is a poor commentary on the current active roster that a special teams player is our best shot to reach Canton. Is there another player you can see reaching this level? I think I was thinking Matt Judon, if he puts together a few more Pro Bowl caliber seasons. Love the show. Love the entire cast. But the addition of Evan was a great move. He's my pick for a future Patriots unfiltered Hall of Fame inductee. Oh, wow. Oh, Do they you. have that? Are you in that? Yeah, Andy and I are already oh. in that. They waved them. Yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick has said that Slater, he thinks Slater is one of the greatest special teamers ever. 
should be in How the How do you Hall quantify that, though? Like, I right. mean, I, it's hard to be like, you know, what do you... What but do you let's tr- move beyond. Let's yeah. let's try to answer this question, because I think it's a good question, I, I, and, I, and I, I agree with this premise. Judon's like, the only one I would think of that yeah. could maybe, and I think he's too old and probably but I think that too late. he also would need to do it in some big games. Yeah, I, I mean... You know, like in the playoffs. I mean, if you're great, you're great. Um, but I don't look at him as a Hall of Fame type player. He's a really good player. He's a good player in today's game. I mean... All, you know, Pro Bowl caliber play. I think he's got four Pro Bowls in a row, two with Baltimore yeah. and two yeah. with But Patriots. I'm only saying this. If he has, like, some key sacks and some playoff games, that that helps you. Yeah, you definitely know? when you do it on the big stage, it yeah. enhances your resume. I mean, I think they had one guy in the top 100 NFL players was Judon, right? They had nobody over 90 in Madden. I mean, this is just this is where you're at. Right. Any, any kind of rating you come up with, it's it's not really pretty at this point until some of these guys. It would start be a to projection. Emerge. It would be a, like one of yeah. the younger guys. What are you looking at? Like Pop Douglas. <laughs> Let's not put him <laughs> in the Hall of Fame just yet, Evan. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm thinking about <laughs> Ramondre. I don't want to make that that argument because I don't know how hard it's going or how easy it'll be for running backs to really get in the Hall of Fame anymore with how running backs are used anymore like there's not going to be a well when you think about his your productive running back I mean his his average per game rushing you know doesn't it have to be a little higher than what his is yeah I mean and you have to do it for a long time well he would have to sort of evolve into the man as opposed to a part of the committee. Yeah. Now, the last half of last year, he was the man. Right. Yeah. And his production went down. Yeah. As the season went went on, but if he were to have five seasons where he was the guy, and all of a sudden instead of rushing for a thousand yards, he's rushing to fifteen hundred and averaging over five yards a carry, eh, that's different. I, I'll now, tell you. now the guy that Gonzalez. You know, I was just going to say you took the words yeah. out of my mouth. You know, you hope that that's he's the got kind of career he has, but. You know, how Jesus. hard is it for a cornerback I, yeah, to get into I the I thought Jamario Douglas was tough. Yeah. yeah. I, look, he's practiced 11 times. Like, I, there's no question. Of course, you guys are right. But, I mean, just as far as – I mean, how good do you pick, have to he, be as a cornerback to get to the He's got elite athletic talent. He's making like, some well, plays. Ty as, Law, Darrell Rivas. Right. Charles Woodson. Yeah. Like, the, these those are like, the guys that have gone in lately. Yeah. yeah. As a Patriot, you have to be – all-time great to get into the Hall of Fame. If he was like a Steeler, then maybe it'd be a little bit easier for him. So that <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's the biggest. Thing. Take I'm, with like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Ty Law just had to, you know, be <laughs> amazing and have a pick six in the Super Bowl to sniff the Hall of Fame. You're so right. I, I don't like to me. I they made Andre Tippett wait know. for how many years? Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't know. No, you're. I'm. I'm right with you. I. I mean. Yep. I, I know it's everybody ridiculous. against us. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's ridiculous to say a rookie, but that's that's where the Patriots are. They right. may like, even that's what put Tom Brady for. in right I, away. I think the point of that wasn't everybody against us; it was everybody for Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of that line. Well, that's true too. <laughs> the, whole, the whole Steelers team: Pittsburgh, <laughs> Dallas. Joey Porter Jr. can't cover anybody in camp, but he's already going into the Hall of Fame, from what I heard. So, oh, yeah, I have a if real issue with Hall of Fame voters. If you can't tell, real issue. I've heard your rant on on the yeah. Steelers seventies team, but it just in, it, I think there are a lot general. of, especially lately, when you 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 sort of been covering the league for a while and you're more familiar with some of the players. I think there's a lot of good players that have been inducted into the Hall of Fame lately. Good, not great. Well, I would hope yeah. so. Good. No, 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 but not great. Yeah. is my point. Oh, I don't think oh. you you should have to be. How many times we talk about? I this? know Fred and I are I lockstep on this. We're for a small hall, only the select few, and you know them when you see them. They're just absolutely dominant, transcendent player. Tom Brady, I don't have to talk about this. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame. There's no argument to be made. I think there are a lot of guys. How, how do you feel? There were good arguments to be made, and 
some of them made it some of them didn't how do you feel about Deion sanders's idea of having like the 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 gentlemen's club upstairs you know the the the, the real hall of famers <laughs> which gentlemen's club yeah really? you know well, he, he sort of advocated for a small hall break off like a strip club no no it's for like there's the no real touching. hall of famers <laughs> there's no touching in the champagne room no matter what they tell you yeah a smaller yeah. hall upstairs like yeah he, i don't remember what the word he was obviously it wasn't that a level yeah, but yeah. they're gonna level they're gonna plus it up fred yeah i am not for that <laughs> Deion sanders tom brady you know the greats of the greats are in this like upper echelon well i think hall. i think there's an opportunity for whether it's a pff or some outlet or Sports Illustrated to say, okay, we're redoing and we're creating our own Hall of Fame. Oh, and these that, are truly oh just the greats. Paul would love that. You know, that would be, that and would they be come hilarious. up with that list, and I'm sure it will get a billion clicks. Right. Well, that was what you know? like the yeah. NFL 100 thing was supposed oh, okay, to be, you're being right? Sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. Like with Belichick and like the NFL 100 thing they did a couple years ago. That was supposed to be the hundred greatest players yeah, yeah, in yeah. NFL history, and no, Period. you know, we're not going to have any of these like Hall of Very Good guys in this 100 list. I, I prefer the PFF. They went back. Well, and they graded all the, the games NFL's in the 60s been around for a hundred years now, right? Yeah. They celebrated that a few years ago. So, sure so you create this, that. you create this <laughs> hall of a hundred, right? And you're in there, but somebody it's like t-shirts, one in, one out. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, somebody can take your place, and you could get booted out because oh. it can only always be a hundred Thunderdome Hall of Fame. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Relegation. <laughs> what have you done lately? <laughs> yep. Brian, I'd like to institute some of that with uh, with some of the number John retirements, or, you know, yeah. with some of the teams. Like, let's let's get stuff back into circulation. Like, your number can stay retired until nobody knows who you are, and then it's got to come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim, our uh, yeah. friend from Duncan, I'm being I'm becoming deeply concerned about the offensive line. I think if fully healthy, they'll be fine. But that's the question. When will they have the full starting offensive line playing together? In your opinion, how long will the starting lineup of Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, Michael Wenyu, and Connor McDermott need to play together to be a cohesive unit. I have no idea on Wenyu. I don't. No one's reported anything. No one actually even said what the actual injury was. I mean, I think we know it was a yeah, ankle, ankle surgery. surgery. Ankle surgery. Yeah. Like I think that is that a, a wide range of potential things that it could have been. I don't know, but I, I have no idea on him. There's no progno, uh I'm expecting you know, him to be ready for the for the season. Yeah, I am. Not to haven't been told anything, and but I, I just feel like it was kind of planned. This planned, way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I, I kind of agree that you know if that is the group that they'll be okay. Like even if it's McDermott, they're not going to be great. There I think it's a major concern in general. I think the offensive line is a concern because I, concerned. I, I, I actually, and this is why I, I keep giving you credit for the seven because I never really think of it in that way. But like I think it's a tough thing to hamstring your offensive coordinator if you don't have faith in your protection. You know, when you have to constantly scheme around stuff, and I think that there's a chance that that five would have to be schemed around. Yeah, I mean, you have to tread lightly. And speaking of tread, Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots and proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Take a break. We'll be right back. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey, Revolution fans. Ace Ticket is the official ticket partner of your New England Revolution. At Ace Ticket, you'll get the best seats at the lowest prices for all New England events. 
At Ace, you'll never have to worry. All Ace tickets come with a 200% guarantee. It's so easy to get the tickets you want and the service you deserve. Since 1979, Ace is the place. So when you need tickets for the Reds, Boston Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox, or any show or big concert, check out aceticket.com or call 1-800-MY-SEATS. Today is the day to take power forward in a sustainable way because today Gillette Stadium is powered by renewable energy. Just like the revolution with Enel as their official energy partner, you can power your business, vehicles, and cities with clean energy. Together, let's create a greater power, a power that generates new opportunities from sustainable solutions to deliver benefits for your business and your community. Open power for a brighter future. Discover Enel at enelnorthamerica.com slash Gillette Stadium. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Boxwoods. DraftKings Sportsbook is open daily, located by the Great Cedar Casino at Boxwoods Resort Casino. Place bets at DraftKings Sportsbook or check out our betting kiosks throughout the resort. Enjoy delicious stadium-style food and beverage offerings while watching your favorite games on our two-story video wall. Visit DraftKings Sportsbook at Boxwoods now to experience all it has to offer. Visit Boxwoods.com to learn more. 21 and over, Connecticut only. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Today is the day to take power forward in a sustainable way because today Gillette Stadium is powered by renewable energy. Just like the revolution with Enel as their official energy partner, you can power your business, vehicles, and cities with clean energy. Together, let's create a greater power, a power that generates new opportunities from sustainable solutions to deliver benefits for your business and your community. Open power for a brighter future. Discover Enel at enelnorthamerica.com slash Gillette Stadium. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Boxwoods. DraftKings Sportsbook is open daily, located by the Great Cedar Casino at Boxwoods Resort Casino. Place bets at DraftKings Sportsbook or check out our betting kiosks throughout the resort. Enjoy delicious stadium-style food and beverage offerings while watching your favorite games on our two-story video wall. Visit DraftKings Sportsbook at Boxwoods now to experience all it has to offer. Visit Boxwoods.com to learn more. 21 and over, Connecticut only. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. United Healthcare offers coverage plans for all ages and budgets. So even if you're 25, 72, and if you're hunting for a job, newly retired, a mom of four. 
United Healthcare has low to no cost options designed to fit the budgets and needs of just about everyone. So access to care may be closer than you think. Learn more at uhc.com. United Healthcare is proud to help the New England Revolution defend the fort. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Today is the day to take power forward in a sustainable way. Because today, Gillette Stadium is powered by renewable energy. Just like the revolution, with Enel as their official energy partner, you can power your business, vehicles, and cities with clean energy. Together, let's create a greater power. A power that generates new opportunities from sustainable solutions to deliver benefits for your business and your community. Open power for a brighter future. Discover Enel at enelnorthamerica.com slash Gillette Stadium. And now, great moments in history. I mean, I think it's a balancing act. And I mean, I think building a team, you, you don't want to get too young. You want to still have some veteran presence. But, whoa. Uh, but, <laughs> excuse me, did you hear that? You know, I, I also don't think you can just Paul. turn it all over to. We haven't even eaten yet, Fred. <laughs> wow. What are they doing? Matt, Matt's going to take care oh, of business. Oh. <laughs> I like when Matt. Matt, 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 Matt lay it the smack it down. Why does this marine muscle like ties a bandana first for some reason? <laughs> yeah. Like what is <laughs> Rambo? Morel first knife blood. And like what is <laughs> Matt? Look out, Murdoch. <laughs> but I, I, I'm but, coming to get yeah. you. Yeah, Todd. I would just say though, I think generally, you know, Paul and I are the same page. Of just like this team has to get younger. They gotta get younger. Uh, oh yeah, and so that guy's dead now, everybody. So Matt, <laughs> no, neutral, neutralize, in, covered in blood. Neutralize is the word we use. That was that With was as fast force. as I've ever seen you dispose of a body. <laughs> that was impressive. That's another great moment from. All right, welcome back to Patriots Unfiltered. It's Deuce, it's Evan, Paul, myself, Matt in the booth. We're here until noon today, uh, a different time because practice is in the afternoon. Uh, and just to remind everyone, our first pre- and post-game show will be on Thursday, 4.30 to 6.30. There won't be a regular Patriots Unfiltered on Thursday, but there will be the pre- and post-game show with Hardy. Catch-22 is tomorrow. Yeah, 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, 2 p.m., so a full week of programming plus a preseason game. Where the hell else would you want to be? All right, Ace Ticket Hotline, 855-PATS-500, starting to – Heat up. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Zeke's in Philly. What's up, Zeke? Are you signing with the Patriots? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's it going, fellas? So, playing the Texans two days from now, what are your predictions for rookie snap Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say which... zero for Marty Mapu. We'll just start with the easy one. Red jersey, yeah. not going to play yet. Um, I would say you'd see some Keon White. Yeah. Probably not much, if any, Gonzalez. I think a lot of... Uh, Gonzalez has been running with the quote-unquote... Top, don't top say group. It. Don't say it. Be careful. Uh, Isaiah pretty Bolden. much all of camp. Isaiah Bolden. Yeah, you'll see some lot. of those guys. Yeah, the day three guys will play. You'll see the day three guys, the offensive linemen. Yeah, I think you'll see uh, Andrews and Mafi and Booty and uh, your guy. Yeah, and I think you'll see Booty and Douglas. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting with Mafi though because he's kind of important now, but he does need to like to get his feet wet. But well, someone's got to play. I know. I know. Those I got my real. eye on Mafi on Thursday night because it's hard to to evaluate the offensive linemen and team drills without being able to go back and watch it because it happens so quickly. So uh, who's back of the week? All 22 is yeah. back, and we will be able to watch Mafi. If Mafi is good at guard, 
And when Onwenu comes back, Onwenu at tackle, Mafia at guard, and maybe you don't Ooh. have to play Connor McDermott and Riley Reef like that. That might be your best five if yeah. Mafia can hold up. That's good stuff. I'd, I'd like to see something out of the other two. Um, so and 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 Jake Andrews haven't seen a lot out of them. Wasn't really impressed it's, yesterday. Some of those. It's been a rough one on one training camp for City. So yeah. like I hate to single out somebody, but he's learning a new position. And it shows. Yeah. He looks like a pig in an urban setting. I but I think you will see, uh, you know, like like the boys said, the day three guys, I think you'll see them uh, get a lot of snaps. Yeah. Zeke, anyone in particular you're looking for? Would be great to see Bolden get a couple snaps. Oh, he's going to play a lot. He'll play. Yeah. I want to see him on kickoffs. Yeah. Like returning kickoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, I think of everybody. We talk about. Jonathan Jones, Jack Jones, kind of a little bit of uncertainty. I, he's he's a guy I think that still has that opportunity. Next couple of weeks, he's got to do it against other teams, but but he's got good size. He runs well. Thanks. Speaking of kickoffs, it's our first chance to see the new rule uh, to see how that plays out on kickoffs with the fair catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make like some. We've been noticing they make like some kind of signal. It seems like like when they're gonna they, like it's you know, when they're gonna tweet something. They, they just <laughs> put the x the x oh. symbol. Out. Check Twitter. Uh, Mike's in Sarasota, Florida. What's up, Mike? Gentlemen, good morning. Hey, Mike. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, first is definitely in agreement with the offensive line. I think that is, to me, a concerning thing. Uh, I think so much is going to hinge upon that. But the reason I'm calling is, what is your guys' take on why have they? Why did Bill get away from the fullback? Because it seems like we had such a good power running game when we had the fullback position going, more so with Devlin. Um, Jakob, maybe not so much, but why Why did he get away from that? Well, I think, you know, unless you have a fullback who truly is versatile, it's you're only going to yeah. use him like a few times a game. I think that they wanted to be less predictable offensively. Yeah. And I'm not telling you that right, wrong, or indifferent, but this is the way it was explained to me a couple of years ago is when – you know, when Jakob Johnson was on the field, they, they were right. predominantly going to be running the and ball. And like I said, if, if he could actually, you know, go out and catch passes and be good at that, then that's a different uh, story. Yeah, I, I yeah. would take, like, you know, I mean, duh. I, I would take a guy that has the you know varied skill set like Juszczyk if you yeah. wanted to incorporate a fullback. I'm not really interested in a battering ram fullback in, hmm. in today's day and age. And they yeah. don't really seem interested in trying to find that guy over the last couple of years. I mean, it's just been like two mm. years since. And it's one too year. bad because I, I like Jakob. Well, no, you're right. I mean, Ferkser is 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 Ferkser. in that mold a little bit, but like I I would argue he's this like is a middle of the summer signing. Ridiculously anecdotal. Okay, I have no research being done off the top of my head here, but like I just look around the league and what are, what are the teams that you would say are really good that incorporate a fullback on any kind of a regular basis? And I would say there probably aren't very many. Um, San Francisco is one of them. I I just explained that he's commit not really a battering ram fullback. No, um, but. So a lot of people say, well, look what Josh Jacobs did last year with the Raiders. He had a phenomenal year. He was probably the best back in football last year. They got Jakob Johnson to run in front of him. How'd they do? How'd that work out for him? Like, I think you can rack up a lot of yards and be a great power-running football team. Doesn't necessarily translate to being a really good football team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, ridiculously anecdotal. I, I There's probably a number of teams that you guys could come up with that you know, played really well using a lot of two-back sets. I think they wanted to get away from being predictable, and that's why they did it. I'm not telling you they're right for doing it, 
But I think that was the reason. I'm with the caller. I, I miss the fullback. I think that there's a lot of schematic advantages to having a fullback. Fullbacks can go both ways, right? They can go left or right. When you have a tight end lined up in line, he's on his side of the formation, and you can slide him across, but it's not the same action. And I think the biggest thing is is that with the fullback, you can build sides, right? You can build three or four-man surfaces at any given time because he can go in both directions and then you also have the pull that it causes on play action which I think is really where they made their money under McDaniels was you know lead ISO oh no it's not lead ISO now it's play action and those linebackers have to scream up to take on the fullback and now we're hitting the the crossers and things in the seams behind the linebackers I thought that that was one of their bread and butters like that was an easy offense for them to run I I agree with Paul that maybe it's antiquated you know maybe the the numbers don't back up that it's a high-flying offense anymore Uh, but I look at Kyle Shanahan who I think is the best offensive mind in football and he loves fullbacks he said as long as he was the head coach of the 49ers they would have a fullback whether it was Juszczyk or it was somebody else and uh, McDaniels loves fullbacks there's a lot of really good smart offensive minds that love fullbacks so I think it still has a role, and I, I don't think it's totally gone. I, I think that they're going to It's they're definitely gonna not totally experiment gone. a little bit with it. I just would like to see if you're going to do it, if you're going to have two backs in the field, I need that guy to – I need you to be able to, to throw as often as you do run. And San Francisco has the ability to do that because they have kind of a unicorn play in the position. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, the, the, you know, not Thanks, to Mike. go too down the rabbit hole with Anthony Ferkser, but – he played Juszczyk's role at Harvard mm-hmm. when when Juszczyk went to the NFL, and they are similar body types, similar ty- type of players, and Furser can catch the ball a little bit. He's not a dynamic. And Fred Juszczyk went to Harvard, too. Is that right? Okay, I just want – yeah, I okay. just figured. He's not a dynamic pass catcher That's by, why he was by any means, up. but he's not Jakob Johnson either, right? No. He does bring no. a little bit of juice If you use Furser in that role, you would have some of that flexibility. Yeah. I just think it's kind of right now it seems to me like it's a goal line package – only in their offense. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, let's know. Phil in Vermont just booked my Phil. first ever Phil. trip to Vegas to go see the game. Vegas Do you know any Patriot fan-friendly spots I should check out while I'm there, bars, restaurants, whatever, or perhaps any events the organization may be hosting? Um, well, you should start with the Patriots fan club registry on Patriots.com. Type in Las Vegas and see what fan clubs are there and where they meet on Sunday. That's a good place to start. Then there's Barry Inseong's Patriots Tailgate Group on Facebook. They always organize a lot of uh, road trips, and I'm sure they're going to do something for Vegas. I know Barry's a big Vegas guy. Is he a big Germany guy? Are they doing Germany too? I don't know. Well, Patriots will have stuff going on in Germany, so I'll let you know once we get closer to that. But um, uh, I know Barry loves Vegas. He's there a lot with his wife. So I'm sure there will be something going on in Vegas. Uh, Go to the Patriots Tailgate Group on Facebook and check that out or the fan club registry on pages.com. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, who is this? James writes in. Where's James from? Doesn't say. Oh, Eric wouldn't like that. No, I'd be very upset. Um, I apologize if I've already covered this. I expect that everyone was excited to hear in Jack Jones's press conference that he apparently listens to the show. What? What? Didn't hear that. I didn't hear that this either. This is going to be a sarcastic comment. I was wondering how guess. Fred felt about his comment that he wanted Fred to say it to his case in regards to Fred's comments last week. What? 
Oh, you! I think you made a Jack Jones joke, so I guess he's oh, talking. Yeah. Say it to your face. Yeah. Say it to his face. I guess. I yeah. Guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack Jones was, I thought, excellent in his very yeah. brief. Um, very scripted. Yeah, he did a good job of. He didn't have anything. He wasn't. He did a good job. Yeah. Jack Jones did. Uh, congratulations to Evan on his engagement. I know it was mentioned last week that they have not set a date, but I wanted to confirm that we can expect the all two fifty tape breakdown. After the wedding, oh, no, two fifty at your wedding. That, that's that's a that's lot. a big t- that's, that's a aggressive. big wedding. That's too Let's aggressive. maybe like Nowadays. take the the two five and the O out of it and oh. that, that zero. <laughs> is he well, planning like on posting it on Patriots.com or will it be on the same channel where Alex is breaking down the one-on-one film of the dog walks? Wow, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, this, this Boy, I know he. This James put a lot of effort into this email, but wow. stick to your day job. Wow. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> Why are you so mean? I don't know. He's trying to play fun. He's yeah, trying to, he's trying to be it really fun. wasn't that funny of an yeah. No, I, I agree with Fred, <laughs> but, he, but to, it was kind of mean. I'm trying to save him from wasting his time down the f- down the road. Okay. Uh, Andrew. Providing a service. Uh, I'd like to hear Evan's thoughts on Booty after a few consistently good practices. Does he think he makes the 53-man roster on this trajectory as the fifth or sixth wide receiver? Does he play meaningful time this season on this trajectory? Uh, Evan, I'm de- I've made my thoughts known. Yeah, no, I think Deuce and I are on the same page with Booty. I, I'm not. I don't see anything about his game. Like with 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 Pop Douglas, you his movement skills and his quickness are are apparent. Like they pop off, no pun yeah. intended, uh, on the field. Like you can see it. It's tangible. With Booty, he's fine. I just don't see anything particularly stand out or special about his game. Now I will say his hands are a lot better than I thought that they were going to be. He struggled with drops in college. Uh, he's had, he's had some real snags, like not just the one handed catch, but caught some uh, passes in the back of the end zone that have had some Sunday, steam on he him. He had one coming across the back line. Exactly the way you're talking about. Yeah. Did a nice job of out in front of him yeah. in traffic ball, had some steam on it. Yeah. Caught it easy. Yeah. So he's, he's got better hands than I thought. And I think uh, you know, linearly, like, you know, in a straight line, he's maybe a little bit more explosive than some of the other guys that they have, but I don't really see much wiggle. He's kind of stiff to me. I don't know. I, I still need to see a little bit more out of booty. I think we all got infatuated with Douglas because it, it was different. Like, it looks, yeah. the way that he moves, the quickness, the, the burst looks different from than some of the other guys that they have, whereas booty kind of just reminds me a little bit of some of the, the other people. So, if you're going to carry him like Juju, Born, like where? Where is he? Even he's is he like a third Born, string? Would Born go? Like I think you, uh, your boy Jerry Thornton wrote that yesterday on Twitter. No. You know, if if Douglas and and Booty, you know, continue and do you, do you push I, someone off the roster? I mean, I haven't seen enough to to I mean, I especially haven't. coming off of Born's probably best practice that I've seen in a while. Yesterday, yeah. when he had like three catches. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I, I think there is a formula where they do keep six guys initially. I don't think that they'll carry six for long, but I think there is a formula where if they release maybe some of these special teams guys and do the old, hey, stick around, like we're just going to do some roster tinkering and then we'll we'll get you back on the 53, yeah. then I think it's possible. And Douglas returns too, right? Like, I mean, he doesn't – Booty's not a special teams guy. No. Like, he's not going to play. Yeah, but Douglas is a good – I mean, Marcus Jones is going to return. Right. Well, I just value right? – if you're going to be the fifth receiver, can you really only be a receiver? You know, that's – Yeah, but like – to my point is Douglas is really only a receiver. Like he might be able to return, but you're not going to not have Marcus Jones return. I wouldn't think. 
No. Like, isn't he too valuable in that? Yeah, well, that cer- certainly on punt returns. I think there's a chance that a guy like Isaiah Bolden might push yep. him on kickoffs. kickoffs. Yeah. But I, I think on punts, it's – I mean, you're not – he's – probably the best punt returner in the league right now so i think that that would be ridiculous i'd be very surprised if they yeah. took that role away from him eldred oh. eldred's in north carolina what's up eldred Ooh. hey fellas how y'all doing Four right. salute this morning yeah i'm just sitting and waiting question uh uh we signed trade flowers, uh, flowers again correct yes yeah. already done Official. already done okay whose snaps do we take and do you think it's odd that we're boosting up the defense and not the offense and not take it off air? Y'all have a good one. Okay, thanks, right. Eldrin. Whose spot does he take? I I don't know. I don't know. I think I think he's depth right now, and it's not immediately apparent what spot he's going to fill. But, I mean, just to echo what we said earlier, it's 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 a hand-down defensive end that Keon yeah. White. Maybe he wise. takes Keon White's reps, or maybe Evan has it. And Could have wise. He's a, a, a guy who um, – sort of there to help Keon White a little bit and ends up on the practice squad like Jamie Collins did last year. I like Evan's theory on I, that. I, I was almost going to make the leap of could he possibly threaten Lawrence Guy, but they're, they're different oh, players. Yeah. They're different players. I mean, they are different players, but that's another thing to keep in mind. You know, and his question about why are they beefing up the, offen- the defense rather than the offense, I think this is just a guy that's available, and we know him, we're familiar with him. You know, we'll take a shot. It's not going to cost him a lot of money. I don't think – I don't look at it as beefing up the defense, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't – I'm yeah. not sure he's on the team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, our whole thing in March was, like, put a name to the claim, and I think we get a, we're getting a lot of this uh, – of what about the offense? Like, why aren't they signing a ta- – like, name a tackle. Name a tackle who's available that's going to move the needle. It's it's August 8th, right? Like, there's not – if there was a franchise left tackle just dangling out there, then I'm sure that a, a team, if it's not the Patriots, would be all over it. And same at receiver, they that ship has sailed. They, right. had, they had DeAndre Hopkins in the building, and that ship has sailed. I guess maybe you could talk about the running backs, but I don't think that Trey Flowers inhibits you from signing Zeke or Dalvin Cook if that does come to fruition. So I'm just – if there was a tackle available that – would make a difference then that's a different conversation but this time of year i I don't really see who that is uh amir writes in uh saying i wanted i started listening to catch 22 and i enjoyed very much that said i have an issue with one of evan's takes evan keeps stating that you can build a championship caliber team without a franchise quarterback and gives the 49ers as an example. This is Barth's take. Allow me to replace Snarky Paul on this one. One, it's so much harder to sustain success this way. And two, you know who doesn't seem to believe it as well? The 49ers who traded three first-round picks in order to try and find a franchise quarterback. How did that go for them? Oh, but they still wanted one. How was winning a championship going for them? Yeah, that's true, too. Um, Yeah, Snarky Paul doesn't have to chime in on this one I, you could definitely win a Super Bowl without a franchise quarterback I just think it's much much harder and the email is right let's say San Francisco kicks the door down this year and Brock Purdy wins it how do you keep all of those pieces that you need to win it when you're doing it without the quarterback lifting everybody else yeah, no, I, you know what I mean I don't necessarily do disagree mean? with that why can't how you do keep them how do you keep them all? Pay them. But they, they've already won now. They want to go somewhere else and make even more. Someone's going to pay them ridiculous money. Oh. Right? 
Well, so you're saying they can't pay them? They want, no, I'm saying they want to leave. Right. Well, why they no they, longer need the well, ring. If they they want to just go for every last dollar. No, but if they give, why can't the 49ers give them well, every last Well, they could dollar. if they wanted to. That's how you could keep it together. Right. That's how you could keep it together. Right. No team's ever done that. Okay. Why? So I'm saying it's hard. Why, why has Because it? it's hard to keep guys hungry. I know. And stay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bait him into a salary cap. I know what you're trying to do, <laughs> and I'm telling you, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. But <laughs> you know, Brandon Ayuk, the the two linebackers, uh, you Brandon know, Warner Ayuk. Greenlaw, you no, know, I know, they've got a lot Debo, of Debo. Like, yeah. you need all of those guys Ayuk. to be great. No, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I you don't have a quarterback, you can't do I, it. I think the just to push back a little bit on the email or misconstruing a little bit. They don't have the franchise quarterback currently. Maybe Mac Jones turns into the franchise quarterback, but as of right now, they don't have the fan franchise quote unquote quarterback. And they also have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So the only point that Barth and I try to make about this is not about sustained winning or anything like that. It's here's your window to try to maximize Mac Jones on a rookie deal and also help him out as much as you possibly can while he's still cheap. And we don't feel like they have adequately done that. Yeah. And you look at a lot a, good a, a lot of the other quarterbacks around the league that are were on that rookie contract and they all got their 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 toys, right? Like they all got these bells and whistles around them and this supporting cast that really Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Tua, like if you put Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle on this team right now with Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones we're having a lot of different conversations about where the 2023 Patriots might be going. And that that's the bottom line. It's nothing to do with like, is this a sustainable model or anything like that? What you hope is, is you hope you get a Jalen Hurts situation where you put AJ Brown and Devonte Smith in a good offensive line. And all of a sudden now Jalen Hurts looks like he's a franchise quarterback. And is he truly on his own? I, I don't know, but he's going to get paid like one. And he's going to be their quarterback for the next five years at least. Mm-hmm. So they've they've answered the question that Jalen Hurts is their guy now. And was that a product of everything else around him improving, or if his own skills improved? I guess we can we can argue that. But what difference does it make at that point? Donnie in Pittsburgh says he's tearing his hair out over the Mac Zappy conversation. Not sure why some folks. Don't understand that Mac is the starter, but still has a lot to prove to keep that job long term. As a result, maybe some fans are being a bit too loud in keeping their eyes on Zappy as the fallout plan. Thanks for the coverage. It really makes a difference to those of us outside the cable market blackout range. I mean, after the last couple of days, I'm not sure how you could say, you know, that Zappy has a legitimate chance to like really unseat Mac at this point. He's got to he's got to be a lot, lot better. But I don't understand why this bothers people. And this gets back to our buddy Greg, who evidently is now being fed uh, a lot of information that Mike and I are talking about Greg Bedard a lot uh, on the show. I talk about a lot of people on the show all the time, and I agree with a lot of them, and I disagree with a lot of them. And that's what I told Greg um, when, when we talked about this. Why does it bother you if some people think that Zappi deserves a shot to win the job? They haven't been blown away by Mac Jones the last two seasons. They felt when Zappi played last year, it looked different and it looked better when he played parts of four games. I am not in that camp. But much like we had a conversation off air, Mike, about the greatest plays in Super Bowl history when we were walking in, my opinion doesn't need to be the opinion of everybody else. I think Mac Jones is clearly the starter. I don't think there's much of a chance of Zappi winning that job unless Mac 
starts the season in very poor fashion and loses the job. But I don't know why Evan can't think differently and think that Bailey Zappi deserves a chance to to compete. Why is that bothering people? Because I think in some people's mind, if you're a fan of the team, you have to be united behind your quarterback. You have one quarterback. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. And so everyone needs to back Mac. No, but but the opinion. Print the T-shirt. I understand what you're you're talking about. What will be best for the team? I'm talking but, about but, the but fandom, fans. The but, fandom. But fans have different views I as know. to what, like. But that's I'm just t- talking for the people who get annoyed when people okay, start to. Well, inter- somebody else is annoyed that Bailey Zappi is not that guy that you're not getting united behind. I'm I I okay. That's fine. But I'm just saying that's where these people are coming from. You back your quarterback. Mac is the number one quarterback. You back him. My general observation, I agree 100% with Deuce, that if Bailey Zappi is really going to truly push Mac, he has not played well enough in the last no. week to be able to, to say that 100%. And I would also say that I don't think that there's a competition for week one. I think Mac Jones is going to start against the Philadelphia Eagles, but the way that they're running these practices is at least keeping Bailey Zappi in their back pocket for if Mac goes belly up in the first month of the season because – He's more involved in these practices than most backup quarterbacks are when you have an entrenched starter. Like if you have a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Herbert, like that type of starter, then your backup is not splitting reps with you in practice. Like that just isn't how these practices typically are run. And I've seen a lot of Bailey Zappi with yeah, other There was a ton of 11 guys. on 11 yesterday, and I think they both threw like 20 passes. Um, so they, that's, that's a lot of reps. Uh, for a practice for a backup quarterback, and I, again, I, I totally agree. I we haven't seen we haven't seen anything that would indicate that Bill is looking at this as a as a competition, based on the way Mac is always going first, always sort of with the quote unquote frontline guys, and Zappy goes in after that. But I, I agree with Evan that week one, there is no there's no question in my mind. I'd be curious even to see if what kind of treatment Zappi gets Thursday night for Houston, right? Does he get the starter treatment where he goes out and plays 10 to 10 to 15 snaps and then he's done middle of the first quarter, end of the first quarter, and it's McSorley and Cunningham to, mm-hmm. to finish it off? I kind of expect it to be something like that. Yeah. And that, I think, speaks to Evan's point. Like, in other places, when you have, like, a, like a, a real starter and then a backup, that's really unproven the backup plays a lot in that game he might even play the whole game and i don't think that zap i mean well maybe i'll be surprised on thursday night but i don't think we'll see a ton of zappy thursday night i agree with you but i'd yeah. like to see it i'd like to see oh, a i wouldn't ton of i wouldn't mind like, it but just, the, bill might just look at it as like what, what are we getting out of this when you know once you get beyond the first quarter there's nobody really out in the field that's yeah. going to be a huge part of anybody's team that year he's in the back pocket that just is the way I look at it is Mac is the starter for now. Mac is, is our will be the starter to start the season. But if this goes wrong and there were one in three or something well, like can that. Can we play the game? Can we play a, a you know how Paul loves like the, the, games. the PU games? Yeah. Um, let's do Evan's thing that he just sort of prefaced. Let's say he starts the season like he did last year, only he doesn't get hurt. Does Bill make a move? And if so, when? It's tough because I felt some positive Mac juju after that Ravens game. And, like, until he got hurt, it felt like, all right, yeah, they lost. But I felt like we kind of learned something, and then it got derailed. So, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit 
had he been healthy, I would have been excited going into Green Bay to see if Matt could maybe turn the corner. And, you know, so I wouldn't have been as quick to, to, to if that makes sense. Like, you know, what he I mean? made some of his best high end plays in that Baltimore game of no his doubt. career, like down the field. Parker, throws. Parker, uh, that, that, that fourth down, like scramble that he had that he, you know, bought some time and made a play. Mm-hmm. I think it was to Johnny Smith that that yeah. they, they converted on fourth down. Uh, that was one of the better like playmaking Mac games that we've seen, not just game manager, you know, going, you know, not shooting themselves. He made in the some foot, plays but, in that game, no doubt. Yeah. But I, I would say over the balance of those first three games, he did not play well. So do you think if that happened again this year, like last year, he wouldn't have lost his job. If they just, if that play that he got hurt on was just a regular last play of the game and whatever, he would have played the next game. There's no doubt in my mind. But this year, do you think if he gets off to a bad start again after a month, maybe six weeks, does Bill look at it? I hey, guess we're it one in five. Their, we got to make him right. Lose. I think it depends on their record. If they're winning and he's just kind of fine, then I don't think that they would make a change. I think you only make a change if they're losing. There's a big propensity to throw all turnovers. Too I, early. I agree with you. Too, that guys. was a big. That was a. Big I don't think it would it. happen unless they're really. But losing. I, I'd, I'd say too though. This is something that I, I picked up with Evan a lot. It's playmaker. The word playmaker with him when talking about Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. And, I mean, I don't want to speak for Evan. Of course, we're here at the Patriots. We speak for ourselves. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> that was odd. Not like in Baltimore. <laughs> he said, you know, he says a lot of times, like, Bailey Zappi has a little bit of the playmaker gene maybe that Mac doesn't have. And, and not really something firm that you can grasp on to, like, say this is why. But just watching practice. Sometimes he's a little bit more willing to, to maybe take a chance or, to, you know, maybe try something a little stupid, but it's practice. You know, those kind of things that uh, – it's just something I picked up well, watching practice. He's got this new, like, sidearm thing no, oh, yeah. that he's doing that too, a lot. That's yeah. gotta, he's got to put that yeah. away. I don't think he's yeah. good it at it. It happens a lot. So he, he's he been widely inconsistent throwing the, the football, I think, especially mm-hmm. to the first and second level for basically all of camp. Like, the it, that surprises me because I thought that – He's a pretty accurate guy. Like he can control the ball for the most part, but Mac has really been head and shoulders above him at the first two levels. And I yeah. think pre-snap Mac's still better than he is. And maybe that's just because Mac's a year ahead. But I, I still feel like he gets the team into the best play and more often than Bailey Zappi does. But Zappi's got this just little thing about him that. He's got a little like he doesn't have a big arm, but he does still it's have that, that game day thing. Yeah, it's just like a little gunslinger thing in him where yeah. like he'll move up in the pocket or he'll like you know step up and slide to his left or right and then you know kind of whip a sidearm throw around a linebacker and you're just kind of like oh, I I don't think the other guy can do that. Like yeah. I I think he can do that, but I don't think that Mac can do it. But Mac consistently hits the layups way more than Bailey Zappi does, and that's probably more important. And I think that speaks to kind of what Paul was saying about, you know, the people out there that kind of want to give Zappi a chance. I think this is part of what they see in him a little bit, and not that there's a huge sample size to draw from, but but they feel Look, it a little bit. He played parts of four games last year. They were 2-2 two and two in the four games. Like, he played the vast majority of the Green Bay game. I wouldn't blame him for the Chicago game. He came in and was down 10 nothing. Um his passer rating in those four games that he played was was 100. I mean, it was well above what – and I know passer rating is not the be-all, end-all, but it's apples to apples. I'm comparing the stats. It was well above what Mac Jones did. I personally don't think that Zappi – I think if he's one of those guys like a, a utility player in baseball that if you had to play him all the time, you'd eventually yeah. see the warts. Yeah. And, and you'd realize this is why he's a good backup. 
He can go in and he'll do some things like Evan said and maybe take some risks. And when they work, you look great. But then when you try to start week after week after week, you're going to see some passes getting batted down like we've seen constantly in camp. We saw in Chicago, the game against Chicago. Um, I think there's a difference between the two guys. But Uh, I understand why some people look and say, he played great. Those four games, he was better. Even though it was Detroit and Cleveland that he played really well against, there's no real context there. Yeah, back when Detroit wasn't that good. Well, their defense was never good for one second of the season. In that particular game, none of them played. They went for every fourth down and didn't make it. Right. I mean, you look back at that game, and if if that – Dolt had just kicked field goals, it would have been a close game. Right. But he just kept going for it. And not only they weren't getting it, some of them they were turning over and ended up in the other end zone. Uh, Nick's in the car on the ace ticket hotline. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, on my way to the Patriots practice with my son, Braden, right now. Nice. Um, Braden? Just want to let you know, we're, we're, we're definitely part of the uh, silent majority that listen to all the podcasts, but don't call enough to contribute, but you guys do a great job. I love everything you guys do. Thank you. We we appreciate uh, the hundreds of thousands of you. Yeah, there, there's a lot of us. Trust me, there is. So, um, got a couple questions. One, um, is there anything we'll learn about the concepts that uh, Bill O'Brien will be uh, implementing this year from preseason game number one, or is it kind of just more like um, just like what we would learn from the kind of like the players? Not much. Yeah, not much. It's going to be all vanilla and basic stuff and. You know that the, that's the, that's the thing with preseason. Yeah, I, I don't think you're gonna. What you'll see though are, are, are packages for players. So you'll see okay. all all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, name a running back. We'll get like four or five carries in a row, or they'll start okay. you yeah. know targeting a certain receiver, uh, you know, in a certain series. So you'll see some of that. I, I think too if, if if Malik Cunningham gets in and they start running read option stuff like that'll be kind of fun to watch. I mean that'll be I don't know if that's going to be part of their regular season package, but it might just be fun stuff to watch in in the preseason that they experiment a little bit with him. Yeah. I think I think they'll they'll run their base play. I mean they have to run something, right? So they're going to run their base plays offensively. They're not going to run any of the of the tricks. Like they're not going to run any of the cool stuff, but they'll run their base plays and in a lot of ways. Like and I'll try my best. I'm sure to say okay well if this is going to be their foundational stuff then what cool yeah. stuff can then come off of the foundational stuff that maybe is more of that like phd level that we'll get to in the regular season and that's going to be the stuff that i think i'm you know you'll try to spin forward but they they'll run their their base plays i mean they're going to run their offense it's not like they're gonna you know run a high school offense just because it's 32 dive you'll have to extrapolate <laughs> What were your What was your play, Paul? Power I right. Power I right. Twenty two leads. Right, but it, you know, it's on if, one. If they they run some of their, you know, some of the things that we've seen in practice, I don't want to give too much away. But if they run some of those things, and maybe it's watered down for the preseason, but you can see, all right, well, once we get into the regular season, this is it's going to be at this next, you know, kind of iteration or this next step. Uh, then we can have some fun. So I, wide zone, a lot of wide zone. I hope not. All right, Nick. Thanks yeah. for the call. No, have fun at practice today. Let's get downhill. We'll see yeah. you out there. Uh, Steve's in Treasure Island, Florida. I've been there. Uh, he says, everyone seems to be sleeping on the Patriots with the over-under at 7.5 and, and fourth place in the uh, East. What am I missing? Patriots have a top 10 or 5 defense, good running game, likely improved passing attack under Bill O'Brien, and likely a much better kicking game. They were a couple of brain cramps from the playoffs last year. I think they will surprise many teams this year. The schedule. 
That's what you're yeah, missing. I mean, I think everything you wrote was was right, but that's in this division. That's a lot of uncertainty on the offense. Like, why, not really. Why do? Why is the kicking game improved? Uh, I guess we're. I also don't. We're punting. gonna have we're gonna have a rookie kicker, the and we're gonna punch, assume yeah. that he's gonna make all the kicks that Nick Volk did. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good call. What about out? punting? It's also irrelevant. Uh, he's also a rookie. We're just gonna assume that he's gonna be better. It's also all irrelevant. It's no, I, where, I agree with yeah, that. Where <laughs> was the where was the passing offense, man? This that's, team is not going to win two is. more games because the special teams is better. I can promise. No, you that. but uh, if all those things are true, they could still have a not as good record as last year because of the record. I mean, because of the schedule, schedule and the teams they're playing. They're playing the meat of the you know it's it's some a, of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, yep. the the schedule is definitely tougher than last year, and I think that. People only look all the time when you have a disappointing season. You always look at the games that you lost in crushing manners, like um, the, Ra- the Raiders and, you know, Cincinnati. Vikings. You know? Well, Vikings. Uh, Should have won that game. Why? They, that that uh, Hunter Henry was a touchdown. They called that back. Okay. Yeah, so you still lose. We should have won that game. Play um, a little better defense. Trust, we won that trust game. them on that one. Trust no. Them. I, I, I know that. You play a little better defense. Yes, I, I agree. And if you play a little better offense in any of the nine games that you lost, you might have won some of those, too. I know, but you should have won Vikings. Probably. But I just, like, no one ever looks at some Bears. games that you win and say, wow, you know, we, we a couple things fell into place for us on that game, and we, were fi- we found a way to win it. Like, you know, Kyler Murray tearing his ACL in the first series of the game. Three plays in. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, no one ever looks at that way. Right, the, you know, the almost Marcus the Jones returning a punt for a touchdown as time expires. Like, <laughs> you don't win a lot of games like that. You know, like I just think there's some balance to be had sure. there. But the bigger overriding factor is what you guys said. The schedule is more difficult. Depending on who, who you, which analytics you like, the Patriots by some metrics have the hardest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, and we think now maybe the Jets collapse. We all hope that happens, but I don't. Th- I think Aaron Rodgers is still a good quarterback, and I think they're well, going to be better than yeah. they were last year. I'll tell you what I liked and about the email. We only beat him by a touchdown in one of the games, and it was a, t- a special Two. teams touchdown. Yeah. Both of the games. Yeah. Both, both yeah. of the games. Both. You beat him by one score. Yeah. Um, but th- th- what I liked about the email, because I've heard a lot of that, they're going to be better. They're going to be better. They're going to be – they're not going to be – you know, seven – I got the over. And it's always that. It's always the Jets. That's not going to work out. They're still the Jets. Aaron Rodgers. You know, Miami, too, is going to get hurt. I mean, he's always hurt. Look at all the squabbles in Buffalo. That's all I ever hear. At least this email told me that we we have what could be a top-five defense, uh, a great running game, which should be an improved passing game with Billy O, and he's excited about, you know, the rookie kickers. Like, you you gave me four factors that you think of your team – is going to be good. I like that. Like, that's the way you should look at it. And let's not hope all the other teams fall apart. Well, I could do that, too. No, but what I'm saying is that's the basis for optimism, Fred. <laughs> like, I would rather have my right. – to, to go back to you, we got to be united behind our quarterback. I want to be united behind thinking my team is better than you think it is. I think the players on my team are better than what Vegas thinks they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not like Aaron Rodgers is 40. He's just going to fall off a cliff. Uh, sweet Kid writes in. Do you guys have faith enough in Uche to take it to the next level? Is he a Batman or a Robin? There is a value in both, but I just wonder, will he always need Judon around? I, I think he's good. I think he's a real good player. I mean, I, I know he's got some you know issues of not being the most well-rounded player, perhaps, that we want him to be, but I think he's going to make a big impact this year. He's fast. He's in his prime. 
I mean, it's just, you know, you, you get used to watching some of the athletes on this team and their athleticism doesn't really pop. And there's – keep using the word pop, but there's a few of them. And he's one of them. So, I, I you know, I, I got to think that he's going to be similarly productive this year. Uh, and, I, and I think even if Judon were to go down, I think Uche would still be an effective third-down guy. Maybe not as much, of course, but I, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player, and I'd like to see him stick around. Uh, let's see. This is Ray from St. Louis. Uh, shout out to Evan. I really appreciate your tweets during practice since there's no live PU sh- show there. That's really helpful. I have three questions for you all. One, can you name someone that started camp really slow but played a big role in our in, in that year? One that comes to mind is Jason McCurdy. Oh. Yeah. He did have a slow start so to somebody, camp. So that? somebody you he, thought he was didn't even know cut. if he was going to make the team. He was in the game in the fourth quarter yeah. of the fourth he, preseason He game. thought he was going to get cut. Right. No, yeah. I don't know. you got to tweet him that how. question, Evan. I know. Jason McCourty questions. I like, was, Did yeah. you think you I was were trying getting to get cut this, when you were the playing the fourth skinny. preseason Anybody game? else that started camp really slow but played a big role later in the year? That's a question for, for the twin cast, for the preseason. When you were playing the fourth quarter of the last preseason game. Sorry. I know we were asking for this. Yeah. There you go. I digress. Yeah. It's good. Well, I wasn't necessarily looking for questions. I was looking for storylines. I re- I received a grand total of zero suggestions. Well, because the, I well, like I'm sure you already have a lot of them. Like to me, the big the biggest one is like Devin on Gonzalez and like what it's like to be a rookie corner in this system and in that sort of thing. Like, which I'm sure you already have. So I I, I got that, you on that one, bro. Yeah, yeah. I did. So. I, I I suggested to to Matt to and we're gonna go over this tomorrow with them, with Jason and Devin, but. I like to get Devin's thoughts on individual players, A, that he played with a little bit, overlapped with, and then specifically you, Gonzalez. You can ask him about Chase Winovich because he's <laughs> on the Texans now. You know, Gonzalez was a guy, you know, obviously I'd like to get Devin's thoughts as a former, yeah. you know, b- both of their thoughts as former rookie cornerbacks. You know, what have you seen from him? Yeah. Although uh, I, I know that they haven't seen much of practice. Just, just real quick, that you brought up. That was the only day. Chase Winovich. My wife goes to me the other day. She's mentioned like a, a friend of hers that her. She's like, oh, Bobby, whatever, friend of her, a boyfriend of her, a guy, she, girl she works with. She just, he just got a job working for Chase Winovich's company. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? What does he have? A company here? Like, I think it's like some kind of video production. Yeah, it's a video. Yeah, it used to something. be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Because <laughs> he loves New Hampshire. I yeah. was like, he was here like two years. He didn't really do much. Somehow he's got a production company still based in New England. I don't know. Yeah. You know I, what everyone told us how good he was? It's like two young guys <laughs> with a camera and a mic. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's his Follow me company. around. Yeah. Uh, second question of three. Who do you think will be our surprise cut? Surprise cut. Ooh. I don't like surprise cuts. I don't know, man. I just, I just, I do, I, I, for no other reason, I just wonder about Lawrence Guy. If, like, what happened with that contract situation, where he's at in his career, they don't really have a player to replace him, so I can't really say it's going to be him. But, you know, it's just, you've been kind of running these guys, the veterans up front. I just, is something going to change this year with that? I don't know. No, yeah. no signs have told me yes, but. Well, I don't, I'd, I'd I don't be have. surprised if they cut Mac. <laughs> that would be a surprise Good, cut. Good, Fred. Yeah, the the one I threw out before camp started is Adrian Phillips. I do not think he's getting cut. I don't. I still don't. Didn't then. Don't now. But I just feel like that's a, there's a lot of depth at that spot. He's sort of a veteran guy, um, some wear and tear. I'd almost throw Mills in that conversation. I don't think he's going to get cut. He's versatile. They've got cornerback sure. depth issues. Sure. But, you know, is he really going to be a factor in that safety group? I mean, it does look like he is going to be, but he's another one that would maybe surprise me. But. Not yeah. totally, totally surprised me. Jalen yeah. Mills is the one I would go with just because 
if either of those rookie corners, Speed or Bolden, is going to end up being something. And I think Joshua Bledsoe, when he gets his opportunities, you know, it ha- he doesn't look like yeah. out of place. A couple plays the other day, I think. Yeah. Yesterday. Defenses, Yesterday yeah. he had a – But had ultimately, a yeah. I think that the Jack Jones situation – yeah. You gotta Saves. keep yeah. you gotta keep Jalen Mills because he might have to play outside corner. And I, I love so. that question. We get it every year at camp. I love the surprise, but like I just I feel like it is always the one of the most misunderstood answers that we have. the The answer is probably nobody that's really gonna take yeah. him. Like even Lawrence Guy. Like you would look back and you'd say, "Well, yeah." The fact that we're thinking there could be a reason means that yeah, it wouldn't he, be that big he a surprise. Many, you know, yeah. he, he was bitching about his contract. And they kind of got to you know like well what's the difference between this guy and that guy yeah you know, like, like if they it's if not they, really going to be cut a stunner like David Harris, Kevin Harris, Kevin Harris, I always call him David. That would I mean it, that, that would, would be a surprise. But see some right? of these though were like that would be stupid. Like why would you cut? Yeah, you know like some of them it's like, like Tyquan yeah. Thornton you could say stupid. like and that just to me doesn't make any sense right. as a right. second you know right. rookie contract second year they're not cutting Tyquan. No no no. no. But that's, that's what would make it a surprise. Unless yeah. Booty catches another ball today. And then no. Maybe, right. no. maybe. If Booty can catch one <laughs> with his foot today instead of it's just <laughs> you, one you hand. You kind of have to say, I didn't see that coming. Right. Right. And so, by, and just by the nature of the exercise. And there's almost never, like, listen, we all do roster projections, and none of us get all 53 exactly right. Okay? But everybody's pretty close. And the guys that end up getting cut, it's usually what you're thinking when you're having – you know these la- you know is booty going to be on the practice squad or on the roster well they kept him this week and then next week it changes or whatever it's never like mac jones got cut didn't see that coming yeah i think the you one know? only surprise was cam like the that was probably the one only the only one that i was last year i think didn't they yeah. it was the last year the year before they initially cut miles bryant at some point and like that was like the surprise cut of the whole thing. And if Miles Bryant is the surprise cut of your of your cut down, then and I even don't with the, really even with those guys, I would say like even that is got a story behind it because you know he's coming back. I mean, a guy that they like, yeah. you just don't see him getting cut, and he's gone. They yeah. just cut him, and that's it. He didn't fit. I, I gotta be honest. I'd be screw around a little bit with uh, Pat's Picker, which is just like an app online that they have the roster all updated, and you can make your own fifty-three. Mo- I don't find it all that hard this year. It, there's not a lot of like hard cuts or anything. I never like find that. it it's hard, but I mean, I'm also never right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I find it pretty easy to get down. There's been many times, as you know, I, I get down to fifty-one or so. Would, would Chris Boyd <laughs> have be a, a surprise cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I they mean, paid I, him some guaranteed yeah. money, so. Okay. And I think he's like. Yeah, it's a good one. Of, though, of all the kind of like little special teams things they did this offseason, that feels like but the it's one like, that was. You know what? We'd rather keep that stone. extra receiver. We got to make space. No, because well, he can play linebacker too, and and, and we talked about this. A lot of like the breakup I, I of a lot of up back. The breakup of positions on offense. You're a little short on tight ends. You're a little short on wide receivers. You're a little short on running backs. So one of those is going to feature more guys staying than you thought, but. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to open up some roster spots for other guys. Yeah. Because think about, it. I mean, are you, you going to kick keep Ferkser and Sokol or Lumpkin to go with the other two, or are you going to keep, you know, is Ty Montgomery going to be part of this team? You know, I suppose he could be. Yeah. Even he's been hurt. Yep. For a week and a half, you know, do you end up keeping all five of those running backs like JJ Taylor? Does he stay? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Someone's got to go. Uh, third question: Do you think we won't hear anything about Zeke until we see what Dalvin Cook gets? I don't know. I just I'd like no. to make a move sooner than later. I mean, I don't I, think Elliott has anything to do with Dalvin Cook. I think Elliott is probably 
shopping around. Yeah, I think he's seeing like the Eno Benjamin kid from the Saints who was supposed to step in for Alvin Kamara, and now they're supposedly talking to Kareem Hunt, right? Maybe Zeke is saying, hey. What else is going to come? What else? Shake loose. Someone else get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's exactly what's happening. I think all the running backs are waiting to see if uh, the attrition of camp in the preseason, who gets, unfortunately, who, who gets hurt and where does that help out my market? Because right now Dalvin Cook – his offer from the Jets apparently is extremely low, like nowhere like close it's half, to half of what he was looking for, yeah. according to Fred Toucher. Yeah, really not Evan, close to Evan's what uh, what he expected, and I'm sure Zeke's is even less than Dalvin Cook's. So it's it's tough sledding. Some uh, Elliot's only 28. Is that true? Yeah, sounds about right. Boy, a lot of a lot of wearing those tires, though, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, well, he carried the ball a ton at Ohio State, also. Yeah. So you you know he's first five years from like the last two at ohio state to the first three in dallas it's got to be well over a thousand carries uh hello everyone hello marine it's claire <laughs> hello claire. uh do you think we can get sokol and ferks or so four they tight go. ends that's impossible no there's no way yeah I'm just kidding what i, I find to... interesting <laughs> is like dude will they will they roll the dice of getting those guys back on the practice squad with the intention of maybe elevating them on game day a couple of times before they have officially have to make a move to put right. them on the 53 because once you get into a couple of weeks in the season, somebody ends up on injured reserve and now all of a sudden you have a roster spot. I, I think it's possible that they just roll the dice and they got three guys. And if you want to throw Scotty Washington in there too, is not really a tight end, but still four guys that all could probably make a case for the third tight end spot. So might as well just cut all four of them and whoever ends up back on the practice squad is, oh, is your depth. It's heartless, Evan. Um, I think Sokol play a ton in the preseason though, too. I think, I mean, I think he has a legit shot just to make the team straight up, you know, with what they need and his size. And he's had a good camp. I would say he's been the best on a more consistent Certainly basis blocking. of that group. Yeah. Um, you know, if you wanted to throw Ferkser in there, Mike, um, maybe you you sort of sell yourself on the fact that he can play in the backfield too. You yeah. know, like in that the role that that Evan talked about earlier. Maybe you save a roster spot doing that. I you know I don't know. I think there are. I think it's reasonable to expect any of those guys to get cut, and you be able to hold on what to about him and get him on the practice squad. Forget about I forgo it. about him. <laughs> I, I I do. So last year they carried two tight ends, just Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. But the year before. They had Jakob, so they carried two tight ends and a fullback, so I right. kind of count that as three. And Sokol was on the practice squad all year, right? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. And, and then Scotty Washington was elevated. Came late, yeah. I just wonder, like, who's the the little Jordan? Like, some one of those uh, guys is going to get, like, is going to get, like, the couple game day elevations just for a blocking role, whether it's Sokol or Ferkser, I think, are the leaders in that clubhouse. And, yeah. Maybe eventually it either doesn't work and gets cut like little Jordan, or they end up signing him. Kevin from Dublin, uh, with each passing month, I'm more convinced that Mac Jones won't have his option picked up by the Patriots. Let's say it is a given that Mac is gone after 2024. Do you think that the Don Shula record chase will make it likely the Patriots will seek out a known quantity in free agency, such as uh, will Bill prioritize having a good team to beat the Shula record rather than take the risks to win the Lombardi. So I will say right now that I, I, I would <laughs> I would be absolutely floored if they don't pick up his fifth year option. Yeah. It, 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 he would literally he would have to completely 
crater for them to not pick up the fifth year option because it's a good deal. It's a good, de- it's a good it's, deal. And it's, that's why they would pick it up. And it's team control. Like it, it's yeah. just, and if you don't pick it up, do you just get rid of him at that point and not play, have him play that fifth year? Because now he's upset. The, f- the fourth, fourth year, year. You yeah. mean? Yeah. The, the well, Daniel Jones thing. Well, that's the thing is like, I look mean, at what happened yeah. to the, look at what happened to the giants of Daniel Jones. It's exactly where I was going. They didn't pick up his fifth year option because he stunk. Fair, like fairly, they didn't pick it up, but then they ended up having to grossly overpay him for his fifth season because he had a decent fourth year. Right. So that's the risk that you run. And if they go, if Mac has like an okay third season, but it's nothing special, and then next off season they actually make a move for a receiver or something like that, then he has this this you know really good fourth year. Now you're looking at paying him forty five million dollars in his fifth year instead of twenty. So it just. That's not a good deal. Financially, it just doesn't make any sense unless he's really terrible. He'd have to be really bad. I yeah. agree with Evan. I I would say it's probably somewhere above ninety percent that they would pick up the fifth year option. Okay, it's too good of a deal. Yeah, yeah. they're about the deal. That's next spring, right? Yeah, yeah. and next, you can trade May. him on the fifth year option too. Like yeah. if if you end up deciding that he's not your guy, but somebody else is is intrigued and it's. As we keep saying, it's it's a decent deal for a starting quarterback. Then he's tradable. Uh, Dan of Virginia and Michigan, shout out to Chris PSA Ferreira. Whenever he has to give us another show update on Facebook because something has changed with the practice schedule, I always think of Edelman's words to Bill Vinovich in the 2014-15 AFC Divisional game about the refs earning their pay with them formations. So, I don't know. I guess Chris is good about informing yes. the community when there's changes. That's when Vinovich oh. is drinking the water and he looks at Edelman and he goes, I see, I see. No, Chris, yeah, I saw I saw that update today. I tried to take to Twitter to let people know. Um, Dan says, you don't seem to be that enthusiastic about the return of Flowers to the team, which is reasonable given his lack of impact since he left the Patriots. Is it possible, though, that he's one of those players who fits best in a particular system and he'll be better with the Patriots, or maybe he'll be the defensive equivalent of a super backup given his versatility during his last stint on the New England defensive line? It's got to be healthy. It's health. Yeah. He was in the same system in Detroit yeah. and Miami. Yeah. They had Patriots defensive coaches teaching the same kinds of systems. Yeah, I mean, he but was really healthy. good uh, in 19 with Detroit. He had the same exact year basically in 19 in Detroit as he had in 18 with the Patriots. But he's made – I think he's played in 18 of 50 games over the last three years. So I don't think it's about Is ability. it lower body, upper body? What's his issue? Uh, the last year, uh, it was his foot. I think he broke a, a bone in his foot. It's weird stuff. I think he played like four games. It was the same thing, though. I mean, because the Patriots had him in last year. I remember they were kicking the tires on him. And, and they didn't feel like he was healthy enough. Yeah. So. According to my sources. Oh. <laughs> I love when you have sources. Nice. Um, do you think they'll, they won't be in pads today, right? I doubt it. Um, I don't know. It, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, I, I don't know why I'm trying to speculate. I, it, They're going to have a walkthrough tomorrow, right. so why wouldn't you be in pads today? I don't, I don't know. know. They they went pretty hard yesterday. You know, they had tackling drills and all that. Yeah, but they did that last week, too, and they had yeah. one pads two days in I would row. love it. I guess I'm just being a pessimist because I'd love them to be in pads today. But I don't, I, don't, I don't know the answer, but I wouldn't be stunned either way. And, well. More to watch. A little bit. No, that was an off-air thing. I okay. almost put on air. I don't oh, want to oh, get anybody oh, in trouble. Oh, oh. Uh, Jamel writes in, a huge fan of the broadcast out of New Jersey. My question for the Patriots Nation team is the following. How optimistic are you guys that the Patriots make a late splash trade 
for position upgrades such as offensive line depth on a scale from one to ten. One well, being optimistic. If it's a optimistic. splash trade, it's not for depth. Right. <laughs> if you're making a splash trade, you're getting like Jonah Williams and you're going to start him at tackle. Someone like that, right? Yeah. I, 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 That's I, a splash. I'm assuming 10 is like I'm optimistic that that will happen. Right. Then I'm putting it at about a two. Yeah. I think Jonah Williams is pretty much the only guy that – maybe could be starting caliber for you at tackle that's available or p- could be potentially available. What do you have to give up? Like, what do you have? Like, And I think splash is in the eye of the beholder, too. Like, I think a lot of people would probably tell you that signing Trey Flowers is a splash move. Name. Name brand. Right? Because everybody knows who he is, and he had success here. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, my guess is they'll add some – they'll add more guys, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like, what, what do you have to give up for him? Right now he's fighting for a job in Cincinnati like a mid – a mid round, maybe it's one of those. You give them a fifth rounder, and they give you a sixth rounder. You swap yeah. spots in the fifth and sixth and round. That's, and I that's, don't think it would cost a ton to no. get a guy. Could like also that. be like uh, incentive based, like if he actually plays right. and doesn't get hurt. Then but how many he, times yeah. too do we have during cutdown weekend that all of a sudden, you know, it's happened a couple times that they go out and they get all of a sudden there's a guy that wasn't even with them at Philip camp Dorsett that they grabbed trade. and he's claim at start, a guy right? off waivers somewhere. Yeah, yep. and that's yeah. like the kind of thing with Jonah Williams, like you were saying, like. This is just you're going to cut him. We just want to make sure we get him. So here's like you know a conditional seventh if he pays for us, and yeah. we'll get him before cut down day. All right, we'll take a quick break, um, and then we'll wrap up the show. But before we do, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots. Toyota, let's go places. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Today is the day to take power forward in a sustainable way because today Gillette Stadium is powered by renewable energy. Just like the revolution with Enel as their official energy partner, you can power your business, vehicles, and cities with clean energy. Together, let's create a greater power, a power that generates new opportunities from sustainable solutions to deliver benefits for your business and your community. Open power for a brighter future. Discover Enel at enelnorthamerica.com slash Gillette Stadium. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Boxwoods. DraftKings Sportsbook is open daily, located by the Great Cedar Casino at Boxwoods Resort Casino. Place bets at DraftKings Sportsbook or check out our betting kiosks throughout the resort. Enjoy delicious stadium-style food and beverage offerings while watching your favorite games on our two-story video wall. Visit DraftKings Sportsbook at Boxwoods now to experience all it has to offer. Visit Boxwoods.com to learn more. 21 and over Connecticut only. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots until 
All right, back here in Patriots Unfiltered, our last segment. A few more minutes left to go in the show before we head out toward practice. Practice officially starts around 1. Um, I think Bill's going again Bill today. at 12.15, I believe. Is Bill at 12.15? So that'll be on Patriots.com. Out on the field? That. I thought it was 12.30. Yeah. But oh, it's 12.30? It doesn't matter. Oh, oh hold on. He'll, he'll show up at quarter to 1 anyway. I don't want to give the wrong information there. Yeah. Tuesday. Yes, Evan is correct. It is 12.30. 12.30. So that'll be live on Patriots.com. Yeah. And then practice will start around 1. And then we'll see. I, I, it seems like every year I forget what the heck the schedule is because it's that weird period in between the game on Thursday night, off Friday. It's that Saturday, Sunday, Monday kind of void, assuming they're going to go to Have we found out Green if we're going to have access after today? Yeah. I, I have not. Yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was getting at. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, is there a weird portion where they close it to the public, but media yes. can yes. still watch they it? The they have done that occasionally in the past. I'm wondering if – I don't think they did it last year, but I'm wondering if because there are still four more open to the media and the public with in Green Bay and Tennessee, mm-hmm. like there's no need to do that. Right. They could just close it up and start. Yeah. Well, depends on who you ask. Because well, there, there are media – like guidelines or – I wouldn't call them rules because they're not real. It's not like we have a CBA for the yeah. the so media. Are, I, 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 I can, are you saying if they didn't do that, there'd be local grousing? There would be a, there would be grousing. There would be there would be grousing. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. going to be grousing. There will be that's, grousing. That's what they do. <laughs> it's a good T-shirt. But I also would say, I you know, heading into training camp, you know, just looking at other pe- other teams, you know, and they'll say, oh. Uh, you know, Washington announced their open dates for training camp. Uh, eight open dates open to the public and the media, or twelve open dates for this team. You know, ten open dates. So I don't think that would be sixteen open dates to the media, counting the four. That's um, a lot. To, this is yeah. today is twelve, and there's four more to come. That's a lot. Like I don't think that they quote unquote would have to do anything. Right. You know, despite grouse, I agree with Evan. I think they'll be grouse. They don't have to do anything, but I think technically we would still be in training camp and that would mean that those practices are supposed to be open to the media so whether or not they actually have to follow that those yeah. rules is a totally different discussion and, and along those lines it is also possible that some of these other ones that i just mentioned that's when they close it to the public and the media for all i know was still allowed to go for any of those right you know, so th- there's a chance. I would say that they're probably not going to practice Friday or Saturday, Sunday and Monday. You know, before they, I think they're scheduled to go to Green Bay on Tuesday. I didn't. I don't know yet. I haven't I heard. Know. I think because wasn't it Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah. Yes. Right. Practices. Yeah. yeah. So they'll go. On so Tuesday. they'll probably go on Tuesday. They, they could even be a practice over to the media on Tuesday yeah. before they go. Yep. If they went in the, uh, no one knows when they're going, right? Right. So my guess is they would leave at some point on Tuesday, but. Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned if the media is invited to watch a couple more practices. Yep. Yeah. I hope they do the uh, the media can go, but let's limit it to, you know, Evan. The good media. You know, yeah, the good media. The yeah. one one per outlet and yep. get into regular season mode. So That's the dream right Deuce there. Deuce and uh, Evan will be out there in Green Bay for the joints. We don't <laughs> know what dream. time the practices will be, but at some point one of you will call in and give us an update either before, you know, after practice or – during practice, if it, if the show yeah. coincides, like next yeah. a week from Thursday, right? You guys will be on the practice field. 
Yeah, it's uh, so they they've been practicing at ten thirty in the morning, which will be um, eleven thirty. Eleven thirty here. So yeah, we could we could probably call in like at the end of after practice. So that'd be great. We'll yeah. have live updates. Fred and I will anchor the coverage That's here sure. from Foxborough. Yeah. yeah, nice. It's uh, Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, I'll no, anchor the coverage. I, yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, I've never been to Green Bay, so it'll be a um, bit Green of Bay's a, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, like Lam- the whole Lambeau experience is cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the rest of Green Bay is well, yeah, it's a cow town, but. The Lambo going to Lambo for the first time last year was was a bucket list for yep. sure. Yep. All right. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up the show a little early. Uh, we've all got a lot of work to do today. So uh, thanks for uh, listening, calling, emailing. Uh, remember, Thursday, no PU, but there is our first pregame show at 4.30 Eastern time. Catch 22 tomorrow at 2 with Evan and Alex. So um, preseason open or otherwise known as the Paul Perillo show. Yeah. Don't forget about that. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk on Thursday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play and everywhere else you listen. Like the show, please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.